Jim Ryan has announced his plans to retire as head of PlayStation and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment in March of 2024, citing reasons such as travel fatigue, living in one place and working in another. So after 28 years, he is stepping away. Obviously, theories are swirling about why this is happening and the timing as well as the real cause. Also, there is speculation about who his true successor will be as an interim CEO has been appointed. At first, I didn't think there was much of a story here, but it is worth looking at all he did for PlayStation while also looking at his reasoning for the retirement. And then consider who is next and what it means for PlayStation as a brand. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video that way you don't have to go looking for it this is a live stream so the video is longer and that's just an opportunity for me to discuss the topic with a live audience if you like this kind of content hit the subscribe button hit the bell button so you don't miss my live shows Jim Ryan will be retiring as head of PlayStation and CEO of SIE in March of 2024. Not that these announcements can be predicted or seen coming, but given how strong the last few years have been for PlayStation, this felt a little out of the blue. And to be fair to Jim, he does provide a lot of reasons, and the timing is still six months away. This was not something that he suddenly did. He will be there until March of 2024, so this doesn't feel like a force out or some sort of polite firing. I think I can substantiate the fact that this doesn't feel like he's being pushed out or fired by looking at a few things. First, I want to look at his time at PlayStation. It'd be really tough to make a case that he has done a poor job, especially in light of how strong this year and the past couple of years have turned out. That leads to the second thing I want to look at, his reasons for retiring. I will provide my own opinion on this because we've seen folks retire, and it's very apparent that they have been asked to leave. I think the way his reasons are outlined don't leave much room for anything other than he is choosing to retire on his own. Lastly, I want to consider both who is next and what is next. Leadership changes can be rocky, even tectonic, and the trajectory for PlayStation is quite strong for both revenue and PS5 market saturation. Whoever takes over has a nice tailwind to carry them, and they have already appointed an interim CEO as well. So let's just look at his time At PlayStation, I think the first thing to establish is just how long he has been with the company, as well as how long he has been CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. According to The Verge, quote, Ryan has worked at Sony for 28 years, starting his career at the company's European branch in 1994, where he's held several leadership positions, including the head of global sales and marketing. In 2019, Ryan replaced John Cadera as the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Many people thought that he replaced Sean Layden. It's actually not true. He replaced John Cadera as the president and CEO of SIE. Now, he oversaw the launch of the PS5. He managed to navigate the supply constraints that everybody was dealing with at the time. He's enabled Sony to announce 40 million PS5s sold to date. And the current projections have them potentially outpacing the PlayStation 4. William R. Aguilar on Twitter had a very long thread on his achievements. If you want to check out all of them, I'm just going to pull out a select few of things that he did while he was in charge of PlayStation. He expanded PlayStation's first-party studios to be two to three times larger, with most now working on two to three different unannounced games simultaneously. Now, that's something that tends to frustrate people because... 
The PlayStation Showcase this year, as well as the recent state of play, has spent very little time outlining or setting a trajectory or path or vision for when these first party games are coming. I believe that Sony has shifted to a more episodic style of marketing, and that can be frustrating when you know, wow, you guys have all these first party studios. That can be irritating. But to Jim Ryan's credit, there are now more first party studios than they had before, and they're working on multiple projects at once. We're just going to, I guess, have to wait until they feel like talking about them. The other thing he saw was first-party acquisitions of a handful of studios. Housemark, the studio behind Returnal, Nixus, they're in charge of ports and they do amazing work. Valkyrie, that's a support studio. Fire Sprite for VR and an upcoming horror game. Blue Point, they did the Demon Souls remake, another fantastic piece of, uh, you know, redone we're waiting for a remake on Bloodborne right? Well, maybe Bluepoint can handle it Haven, they have upcoming game called Fair Games that was the one shown at the showcase that they didn't really tell us much about, but they are working on that. They've got Bungie Bungie is not just working on Destiny and the upcoming marathon, they are also in charge of the Live Service Center for Excellence and they're the reason that The Last of Us 2 factions got essentially either delayed, shelved, or maybe cancelled, we don't know and then Firewalk, an upcoming FPS game called Concord. So, not only did he, you know, expand into more first-party studios with the ability to create more content, but then actually went through acquisitions of these studios. Now, many people look at these studios and say, oh, look, acquisitions are great. These are smaller-level acquisitions of studios that they were already working with. We're seeing sort of the ramifications of acquisitions metting itself out right now with Embracer Group as well as Epic. So I think Sony under, you know, Ryan and other leadership, they've done a better job of doing smaller level acquisitions and then expanding those studios as opposed to making big level acquisitions and then having to lay a bunch of people off. The incoming layoffs are a bit of a sour note in the gaming community considering how great 2023 looks for gaming as well as record revenue so I I think it's been good to see that PlayStation has taken a bit of a different route not going for really large targets they kind of can't afford it anyway so I feel like they've navigated those smaller targets well and that's been under Jim Ryan's watch he also grew second party relationships and partnerships Kojima for Death Stranding 2 Shift Up for Stellar Blade Arrowhead with Helldivers 2 Team Ninja with Rise of the Ronin uh, Ulti Zero for Lost Soul Aside the China Hero Project the Indie hero project and more so those are just some of the things i saw and what i thought was a helpful thread on twitter and he took over in 2019 so he has been with the company since 1994 but he took over the position that he has now in 2019 and fiscal year 2020 was one of their best years ever according to game informer playstation has had its best year ever according to the recently revealed fiscal year 2020 consolidated financial results that went public the morning of april 28th 2021 with nearly a universal increase across the board team blue had a successful 2020 and an even more successful start to 2021 with over 7.8 million ps5 consoles sold even with the supply issues then according to GameDaily.biz, the next fiscal year fiscal year 2021 saw another increase quote sony released its final financial results for its 2021 fiscal year on tuesday which show that the tech giants gaming sales had risen by three percent they also reported for that fiscal year that quote in its second year on the market sony playstation 5 shipped 11.5 million total units while this is up from 7.8 million units shipped in the prior year it also comes a few million short of sony's initial 
initial hopes for the console, which has to that which was to surpass PS4 second total year 14.8. So they did want to surpass PlayStation 4 in that year. They weren't able to. They're aiming at 25 million this year, which will set them up to outpace. Now that was reported in May of 2022, and that projection and trajectory of surpassing PlayStation 4 sales has actually since changed commenting on the fiscal year 2022 game industry.biz said the following sony's game and network services division which handles playstation was once again the largest revenue driver for the company thanks to increased sales of both hardware and software and then tweaktown said the following sony has announced triumphant results for fiscal year 22 and has set all-time highs for multiple segments playstation generated eye-opening revenues of 26.9 billion throughout fiscal year 22 driven predominantly by playstation 5 console sales which had shipped a strong 19 million units in fiscal year 22 and led to 38.4 million total cumulative ps5 units by march of 2023 so you're noticing there was like 8 million sales annually then around 12 million then 19 million and they want to sell 25 million playstation 5s this year so that projection is big and this is all under jim ryan's watch this is basically what people wanted to see they wanted to see more playstation 5s the constraints of hardware was frustrating everybody not just gaming companies it was frustrating cars or you know anything that you were trying to buy then just this year they are actually projecting they can make up that gap on the ps5 in an article about this ign states that sony says ps5 sales can pick up the pace to hit record-breaking targets IGN reported that, quote, Sony has set a target for selling 25 million PS5s this financial year, a figure that would be a record for PlayStation console. Since going on sale in November of 2020, PS5 has sold 40 million, a figure tracking slightly behind the PlayStation 4. So they are still slightly behind, but according to Tweaktown, quote, the PlayStation 5 is still behind the PlayStation 4 in launch aligned sales, but that will change by March of 2024. From the same Tweaktown article, if they manage to hit the 25 million PlayStation 5 sales, it will be the first time they are able to surpass the PlayStation 4. If Sony, this is from the article, if Sony is able to achieve this goal, then the PlayStation 5 will overtake the PlayStation 4 for the first time ever. Now keep in mind, that'd be in March of 2024. This would be when he retires this is like right before he walks out the door he's able to take the crown away from the ps4 which did incredibly well it was very very good in saturation in the market and it's one of the reasons i think they've been set up so strongly for ps5 you know jim ryan did inherit that i think that does help but they had supply constraints. They had a lot of things in 2020 that they had to deal with. Something to keep in mind as well is that according to IGN, the financial performance has been strong despite operating income being down. We've seen reports where people are trying to make it look like Sony's doing terrible. Operating income being down actually makes sense, and IGN comments on this. Meanwhile, the PlayStation business continues to post strong financial performance. Sales for the three-month period were up 28% to 771 billion yen, which is 5 billion off the back of an increase in sales of third-party games, including add-on content, an increase in sales of hardware, and a significant impact of foreign exchange rates. Operating income, however, was down 7% to 49.2 billion yen, which is 343 million, mainly due to an increase in costs from Sony's 3.6 billion acquisition of Destiny developer Bungie. So operating costs were impacted by an acquisition. That's That's totally normal, but they were still posting strong financial results. They've been doing very, very well, and 
and we haven't even gotten really out from underneath the shadow of things being slow. Things are still speeding up. This year has been a bit of a ramp up for gaming in general. It has been a bit of a ramp up. I think this makes it very hard to argue that Jim Ryan is being pushed out or asked to resign. Someone having this level of consistent results, growth, and overcoming the challenges of 2020 and beyond, imagine stepping into this role that he steps into in 2019, and then the very next year, 2020 happens, and you still manage to post consistent growth each fiscal year. It's impressive, to say the least, which is why I think it's important to look at his reasons for retirement. There's a lot of speculation about why he's leaving. Is it related to the Activision deal? I'll talk about that in a moment, because I think what he says, it just makes it very clear what's going on, especially in light of the results that he got, right? It's no doubt some of what he says is related to the results that he got. I think he was kind of burning the candle at both ends. So first, let's just establish what he said. He said, after 30 years, I've made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. Now he went on to say, I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. I will leave Having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world, PlayStation will always be part of my life, and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SIE. Now, he actually elaborates sort of retroactively on the living pressures that he was kind of going through. He touched on this. He was talking to somebody in December of 2022, and he said, every month I spent two weeks in California, one in Tokyo, one in London. It was very difficult. I lived in a fog of jet lag, bad mood, and disorientation. So this kind of work, this kind of traveling, it's clear that it doesn't sit well on him. It's not something that he enjoys. I don't think it really sits well on anybody, to be honest. The future of PlayStation would likely have him traveling in similar capacities. Like if you're trying to do big pushes next year, I mean, if the PS5 Pro is a real thing and you're continuing to try to navigate the waters of the ever-changing gaming market, you can't do that sitting still. I can't seem to find a reliable source on his age, but Business Insider has said that he's 63. I saw some reports saying he's 59, okay? So he's, he's, he's in his late 50s, early 60s. He's somewhere in there, okay? No matter what his exact age is, Nobody wants to travel like this for very long, especially as you get older. It just gets harder on your your body, like the physical requirements of walking through airports and the terrible food that you have to eat. I always feel gross when I travel a bunch. It's just it's just not an enjoyable experience. And living in a state of perpetual travel and living in one place and working in another I just can't see that being something that anybody would want to do for a very long time. With the money that he has made, I'm sure he's able to comfortably retire and never want for anything. I would imagine if he has family, they're set up with generational wealth at the level that he's you know, likely earned the last couple of years. My opinion on the matter is pretty simple. I think he's going out on a high note. The last four years were likely extremely challenging. Getting through 2020 and 2021 probably felt like 10 years instead of two. It was hard on everybody. Many companies struggled. Some flat out collapsed during those years. Entertainment markets especially felt the threat of consumers consumers tightening up and potentially spending less on certain things i would imagine jim ryan feels like he accomplished what he set out to do against very very difficult odds usher in the next gen of playstation right he set up a good trajectory for the brand's future to the speculation about him being fired or is he being pushed out i just don't see that getting any traction you don't plan a retirement six months out for somebody that you want 
gone. This seems like a very calculated exit. Like he's like, listen, I want to retire. Can we? Can I get out of here? Like, what's the best timing? They just happen to be lining this up with the month that it seems PlayStation Five will be blasting past PS4. Not to mention, it's in the wake of Spider-Man 2 launching. So this is probably a really great time for him to leave. Probably some pretty nice bonuses and some nice payouts from certain things that they're doing. I don't know all the financials of his job, but this is this is time very well, it seems, with how PlayStation is going to kind of let him sort of set out to see on a high note. And I also don't think you remove somebody who's getting the results that he's been getting. The idea that he failed to block or stop the Microsoft Activision deal is just a strange one to me, especially since many of the people defending the deal claim that the deal is a good one. It's a good thing. They say, look, the regulators are doing right by the consumers. Let this deal go through. Everybody's very angry that the CMA is not letting the deal go through. Well, if the deal is good, then holding Jim Ryan responsible for not blocking it just doesn't make any sense. In other words, you can't have it both ways. If the Xbox Activision deal is good and the regulators had no good grounds to block it, then Jim Ryan had no chance to block it. He's just the CEO of another company. Sony holding him responsible for this would just be illogical. That's not his job or responsibility as CEO. More than that, it would be foolish. It would just be absolutely business foolishness to to have him leave because of this acquisition CEOs stepping down can be disruptive they can be damaging to the business when someone's getting consistent results having them step down because of another company's acquisition attempt you're just adding gas to an alleged fire like allegedly right if Xbox getting Activision is just so bad that they need to fire Jim Ryan wouldn't that be adding to the problem you've got somebody getting results and you're worried that this deal shouldn't have gone through, you wouldn't get rid of the guy that's getting you results. The more angles that I've considered this from, the less plausible it seems he's being pushed out or that the Activision deal is even a factor. Now, it may be a factor as far as stress on Jim Ryan for the future. As I said, he's going out on a high note. Navigating the future where Call of Duty is owned by your competitor may not be one that interests him, right? He went through 2020 and the supply constraints and getting the PS5 up and running. That's that's enough stress probably for one lifetime. Facing down the future of the gaming market after massive acquisitions, because this is likely not the last one, it's probably a future he just doesn't feel like being a part of. So let's consider who's next and what's next for the brand. Well, first, the interim for his position is Hiroki Totoki. And I love saying that name. It's it's a great name, Hiroki Totoki. It's very memorable. And Totoki is the chief operating officer and president of Sony Group Corporation. He's the second highest ranked executive in the company after chairman and CEO Genichiro Yoshida. Okay, so this means Totoki oversees all of Sony Group, okay, and, the, and all of their various endeavors. Now, some have expressed concern about Totoki because he's very much in to mobile and mobile gaming and oftentimes the interim becomes the CEO right they just kind of step into the role from where I sit that would mean that Totoki gets demoted and I don't I don't see that happening Jim Ryan is in charge of SIE SIE is under the umbrella of Sony Group Corporation that Totoki is over so he's over like multiple things Ryan was over SIE and PlayStation. So unless Totoki wants less responsibility, I don't see him taking this position permanently. This would be a demotion. That's not exactly an honorable thing to say, hey, you're over all of this. We're going we're gonna to take you down a peg and just have you be over SIE and PlayStation. 
it would also be a more tectonic shift because Hiroki Totoki would then need to be replaced in his role, which is a more significant role than being CEO of SIE. I think the most likely candidate is Herman Hulst. He came from Gorilla, and he is currently the head of PlayStation Studios. That seems like a more natural transition. I've seen somebody suggest Yoshida. Again, this would not make any sense at all. That's the CEO of Sony. Just demoting all the way down to the CEO of SIE and the head of PlayStation. That just doesn't stand to reason why you would do that. So I imagine it's going to be Herman Hulst. Great fit comes from a background of being at Gorilla, you know, worked for a developer, you know, and and then has now been in an executive level position over PlayStation Studios. So what does this mean for the future of PlayStation? Well, I would imagine very little will change, especially if it is Herman Holst. If Herman Holst is Jim Ryan's successor, I actually really like him for the position. Having been somebody that's been a developer level employee, right? He's a gorilla. Now he's a PlayStation executive level. He would be a natural fit for the promotion. He'd really be able to communicate well and navigate the relationships with all of the various studios and developers, as well as any third party relationships. I would mainly be curious about how this affects the vision for 2024. Not that it would internally change. Most things are already set in motion. You're not going to get in as the CEO in March of 2024 and start making changes to the year, okay? A lot of those things, again, they're already set in motion. They're already scheduled. I want to know as a consumer, when are we going to find out about 2024? Is this going to sidetrack any of that, slow any of that marketing down? Like, when are they going to talk to us about what's coming? I imagine they want Spider-Man 2 to release before they start talking about 2024 and beyond. They've already established that some games are coming in at least February, right? We've already known about Helldiver's to and its release date so they've already given us a glimpse at least into the beginning of 2024 but are we gonna get a playstation showcase we didn't get one last year it got kicked this year they did it in the summer and it wasn't that great and are they gonna do one the end of this year are they gonna forecast a vision for next year at all are they gonna spread everything out with state of plays and use those instead No matter how you shake it, the future of PlayStation looks strong with sales projections and a likely injection of a PS5 Pro in late 2024. From where I sit, Jim Ryan did a good job. Honestly, I think he left some pretty big shoes to fill. Not only that, the new CEO has uncharted waters ahead. More acquisitions will likely follow once the Activision deal is done. And focusing on cloud gaming and other avenues for gaming will be a continued point of pressure for the gaming platform's evolution. So hopefully, whoever they pick is up for the task. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions here. People are like, are you going to cover this? Are you going to cover this? And I was like, I'd seem like, you know, such a normal announcement. Like at first glance, I thought Jim Ryan's retirement announcement was was pretty normal. You know, a man in his 60s plans his retirement after four tough fought years. Obviously, gaming has become tribalistic like everything else. So his his retirement must mean something, right? Some people are celebrating, which I, I think is odd. Others are expressing fake concern, right? Is PlayStation in trouble? Uh, I genuinely think this is just sort of par for the course. It, 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 listen, I'll be honest. If Phil Spencer announces his retirement in the next few years, I won't be shocked. Okay? This has been a tough couple of years after 2020 especially. The industry is really hard on you. Especially in light of everything that happened in 2020 and 2021. So many plans. So many delays. Everything got sidetracked. It's It'll age you. Go back and look at pictures of these men 
in 2019 just four years ago it's it's like they've been the president you ever see the pictures of the president after four years that's what this feels like so it wouldn't shock me at all if we see even phil spencer you know exit over the next couple of years i think he's got his sights set on 2030 personally and i think that's when we might see his exit and i think that'll be a natural exit it's like i did my best <laughs> like i feel like phil spencer has done an admirable job right and i feel like it really wears you out same with jim ryan the second thing i want to say is jim ryan his time at the helm of PlayStation, it's certainly been impressive. If you just look at the financials, I, I, I know some people don't look at that. They look at other things, right? They see the live service push and that focus, and they don't like it. Or they look at the showcase over the summer, and they don't like the new marketing structure. It's like they're not telling us enough, and people get really irritated. Some people even think that the PlayStation Portal, the handheld accessory, they think it's a complete joke. Side note, uh, I saw a report this morning on Twitter that it's like sold out everywhere in Japan. I've not been able to verify this, but that wouldn't surprise me at all. I said, I think this thing's going to do very well in Japan. I think it probably will do very well in the West as well. But people have looked at that, right? The showcase, the live service focus, the portal. And I get it, okay? Those complaints or concerns, I get it. There's there's going to be things that you don't like. You can't please everyone, especially if you're like super plugged in. There's going to be game announcements that you don't like that aren't for you. There's going to be hardware announcements that you think are stupid. But in general, I think that the revenue strength and the growth, along with PS5 saturation projections, it just really sets up PlayStation for a strong future. No matter what you want to say, if you don't like his methods or approaches, if you don't like Jim Ryan, the man got results. And that's really what he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to be some likable, cuddly guy. He's supposed to get results. And as far as I can tell, he did that. My conclusion is this. Gaming news is has this sort of weird layer on it now all the time of this, what does it mean? It's like glossed on the top. We always feel like there's an angle or there's something that we have to deduce, okay? We, we come over job postings, uh, press releases. We look at LinkedIn profiles and we're searching for clues on literally everything, okay? Sometimes a CEO retiring is just that. It's just a CEO retiring. Is there something else going on? Is Jim Ryan being pushed out? I mean, that's possible. It's possible there's something else going on here. But based on everything we have seen, I don't think it's very plausible. When your game division is doing as well as it is right now, you don't push out the head. You just don't do that. You don't get rid of that person. This is something that clearly seems to be Jim Ryan's decision. The most likely explanation is the one that he gave us. The man is tired. And he's leaving on a high note. Like, a great time to get out is before another round of tough fights because once Activision is underneath Microsoft Xbox ownership there's probably going to be more battles and more challenges ahead with respect to potential revenue disruption and other things so for for now I, I think we're just going to wait right we have to wait to see who the replacement is again I think Herman Hulse is just kind of a shoe in for it I think he's the best fit uh, I don't think these other guys are going to go for demotions, Hiroki Totoki or Yoshida. That just doesn't make much sense. Because listen, I hope whoever they go with, though, is ready because this industry is demanding. And I really hope that they're up for the challenge. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Make sure you're smashing the like button. We appreciate you so, so much. And I forgot to, uh, well, I didn't forget to. I can't see super chats and stuff while I'm in the monologue. So I'm going to thank these ones now. DK Baker, you 
started things off let's reset this every 25 i give five back to you guys and you guys did an amazing job yesterday so we track every 25 and han shot first and so did you first gifted member of the day thank you so much dk Baker. dark horse with a 20 dollars super chat i hate to say this but sony looks to be in a tough spot due to epic games laying off 16 percent of their staff and other studios being hit with layoffs and live service games are in a downward spiral and playstation has 10 in the works i don't know if this puts playstation in a tough spot if so much as is they can i think (laughs) potentially learn from what they're seeing and make pivots if you think about it they've not announced any of the live service games well no i'm sorry hang on they've not announced release dates they've announced What's the one? Okay, so we got Fair Games, you got Concord, and then you got Marathon, and we don't know if Helldivers 2 is going to be live service or not, okay? So, you got, you, you you know those games are coming. Another gifted member from Mike on to Mike. Thank you guys so, so much for doing that. If you guys want to get a gifted membership, you just got to be here as often as you can. Hit like, hit subscribe, those things. You know, talk in the chat. You don't have to, you don't have to pay any money to talk in my chat. Just hit subscribe, and that enables you to use the chat and if you don't want to sit around and wait for a gifted you can use the join button to pick up your own membership playstation has the potential to take advantage of the current situation happening around the industry i mean i don't see that i would obviously be concerned if any of the playstation studios start downsizing because they just recently expanded we saw this at gorilla we saw this at santa monica we saw this at insomniac they have been expanding the last couple of years. Now, my hope would be those were more meager expansions. We've seen things with Embracer Group. We've seen this with Epic now. Another gifted member coming in from Kicking It with Timmy B. Thank you so much, Kicking It with Timmy B for gifting a member, taking us to three on the day. Little member train for a Friday. Guys, don't forget, if you get a membership... Friday nights is a members-only stream with my wife. It's a really fun time. I I think we're going to play that silly um, trombone game tonight uh, where, like, you hold, like, the controller or whatever and you, like, play the trombone. We're going to be playing that one tonight. That one should be uh, hilarious. Um, And uh, I don't know what else we should play. There's a lot of goofy games out there, right? We should definitely check out some of that. There's been some goofy party games that I know you guys have wanted to, to see us play. When was the last time Sony closed a studio? Well, the, I, well, yeah, closing is obviously the worst scenario. Uh, layoffs is the concern. Layoffs would be the concern. Um, someone clip Lono saying it's free to chat, please, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, we we run the subscriber-only chat, but that, that doesn't cost anything. And the reason that we do that is because of, like, chat bots and stuff. It just makes it easy. Like, I... I know some people get upset about that, but it's like, I, you know, it, it helps us control. Like, there's all those bots that, like, want to spam links and stuff. Well, not spam links. They, like, promote adult sites and stuff. We had that for a long time, a couple of years ago. Um, To the opposite side, says Silent Warrior, what would it mean for Sony's future if they rushed, if they pushed Ryan out since he wanted to focus on single-player games and not the live service approach? So you're thinking... So what you're suggesting, Silent Warrior, is... Are you, are, are you speculating? I don't know if there's evidence that, like, Jim was against... Jim was against it. This is a subscriber-only chat? Yeah, it's set to 
subscribe for any duration so you can hit subscribe and talk instantly subscribing doesn't cost anything it's just that sub- it's just the subscribe button the join button is the other thing that's membership that's not required um so silent warrior are you speculating that jim ryan doesn't want to do the live service games or do you think there's evidence that he doesn't want to do the live service games i've not seen any evidence that the man is like no dude i don't i don't like live service I only want to do single player. I think in the most recent things that they talked about, they're focusing on both. Epic's layoffs are not because of live service issues. Yeah, we also need to be careful that we don't draw causality there. Like, are we really, we don't want to jump to the conclusion like, yeah, Epic's laying people off because live service games suck. I don't think, I I don't I don't think that we can draw that conclusion yet. That super chat couldn't have been more off, says Eugene. I don't see evidence that he was pushed out. I don't I also don't see evidence that like Jim Ryan was against doing live service games. I don't see any I just don't see any evidence of that. Pretty sure Jim Ryan's the one who authorized the live service projects. Right, like under his watch, they acquire Bungie to help spearhead live service center for excellence. Bungie is essentially the ones who help or or lead to shelving the you know, Last of Us 2 factions. And under his watch, they have all these planned live service games. You, what, you think he's doing that and they're, like, forcing him to do that? I, I, don't, I don't think so. That doesn't, that doesn't track. That, this, this all happens underneath the four years he's at the helm. And if it's not anything to do with him, then is he an SEO? I'm sorry, is he a CEO or is he a puppet? Do you see what I'm saying? I feel like these things came from his direction. I think he sees... We need to be diversified. We can't just be the platform with single-player action-adventure games. We need multiplayer games. We need live service. We need other genre types. We can't only do this. And he's probably right. And I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons he probably is thinking that is he knows they're going to have growth this generation. They're potentially going to pull people in from the other platform. I'm not trying to console war here, but I think he probably is thinking about that. We're going to pull more people in, and those people are not going to be only satisfied with PlayStation first-party, you know, third-person action-adventure games. Like, there's a big audience that loves those games, but there's a lot of people who don't. They're like, nah, man, I want to play a live service game. I want to play, you know, a shooter um, no, 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 Brooklyn Breed. I know why you said that. I know why you said that. I'm trying to, you know, doing the 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 <laughs> the dance. <laughs> uh, Jim's just retiring so he can dedicate his time to the Elden Ring DLC. <laughs> that's really that's really what it comes down to. Sean Layden's abrupt departure and very quick note from Sony PlayStation social media is likely to be a firing. Jim very well could have said, "I've done enough." Time to stay in UK with my millions. A two spot from Joker Quint. Super chats look different now. That's like a different bubble. I think the man is just tired. No conspiracies. Thank you for the $2 tip, Joker Quinn. Appreciate that so much. And I just want to make sure, Dark Horse, did you do two super chats or was YouTube glitching? Because it had two at the top, but then when I went to the fan funding page, I only saw the one. I just want to make sure I thank you if you did two, but it glitches sometimes, and it shows, a, it like doubles the super chats at the top. If you did two super chats, thank you, but I've, I've seen that glitch lately. Bungie is concerning, though. Why would Bungie be concerning? What, what are you concerned about with them? 
The marathon we're getting now is 100% not what marathon used to be. Bungie's just using the name for marketing and to give us a fake sense of back to roots. Do you think there's a lot of people in the market that remember or know what marathon is? Like, do you honestly think there's some big nostalgic pool uh, for marathon? I'm I'm not saying there isn't. I I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know if there is. I'm not seeing a lot of people being like, yeah, man, marathon. <laughs> you know, it's there are certainly nostalgic games that they're leveraging the nostalgia of. I'm not saying that's not a thing in gaming, but a mar- marathon? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't I don't think so. Dark Horse says no, just one super chat. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. It's done that a couple times recently. I think I think when you do a larger uh, super chat, it stays up there longer and it like glitches it out and it gets it gets it did that the other day when somebody did a gifted bomb, like a ten bomb. It was up there twice. And I was like, what? Um, this is very insightful as well. The sicky in 2020 put his busy lifestyle on standby, which was a liberating realization for him. I don't think I'm performing that differently from when I was traveling here, there, and everywhere, he told Insider. I think that's been a huge learning, and I think I'm not alone in that. He also said that working from home allowed his employees to have a little extra time to richen their lives. Right, he got a taste of not traveling like crazy, and he's like, this is kind of nice. I I, I don't want to travel anymore. I mean, he said that in the one interview in December of last year. He was like, I've been in this city. I've been in this city. I've been in this city. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm living in a fog of jet lag. And I don't think he wants to do that anymore. I think it's, I think that's enough. He's like, enough is enough. I'm in my 60s, dude. It's time to go. I pushed real hard for four years. And I made a bunch of money. And I don't need to worry about money for the rest of my life. So... I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he saw the other side. Yeah, he got a taste of retirement. He's like, so this is what it would be like to not be traveling all the time. This ain't so bad. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I don't miss traveling around and stuff like that. It's hard on you, man. Not enjoyable. <laughs> I saw the gameplay of Marathon. It's a Doom-like shooter. You've seen gameplay of it? Oh, you th- you're talking about like classic. I don't necessarily think that I I don't see cause for alarm for the focus on live service or live service games. I think the cause for alarm would be if a bunch of them come out and they just fail and flop. I'm I'm just going to make a prediction. I think their whole we're going to have 12 live service games by 2026. I think we end up getting about half of those. Yeah. I think a portion of them just get shelved and canceled. There was an interview with the guy from the upper the upper echelons of Sony who said that. We cancel games all the time. He said, We cancel games all the time, you know? And he's like, and I'm tried I tr- you know, I try to convince the developers I'm helping them. A ten spot from AOZ says, Jim Ryan is great. Keep in mind, Sony didn't run layoffs like all the other big tech did, including Microsoft. Sony being a smaller company needs to be and has become and has to be has been more fiscally responsible. Thank you for the $10 super chat AOZ. Fair game's gonna flop, I bet on it. We'll probably get four. Yeah, I think I think the twelve is just that's ambitious. Now I know they did an interview where they said Christopher Wright says maybe four to five, right? Now, they did an interview where they were like we're going to make live service games in multiple genres, multiple categories, multiple blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. 
I imagine they're going to have four, you know, to six, and they'll put them in particular genres to see if they can get going. And I imagine four to six of them get canceled. I that's 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 what I think is probably happening. Um, I. I think live service games are tough. I think getting a live service game up and running is tough because if you don't have a recognizable brand, you have to have an amazing hook. And if you don't have a captive and engaged player base like right away, you're in trouble. It's You talk about dangling on a thin wire. I mean, I, I can't imagine making a live service game right now. There's so many so many live service games already it's it's hard to capture the attention freddy with a ten dollar super chat love your videos i normally can't catch your live streams but i think your commentaries are amazing amazing continued success to you hey i appreciate that so so much freddy guys thank you for all the super checks as well as thank you for all of the likes thank you for doing that those things help me out they help out the channel all you got to do is hit subscribe if you want to talk in the chat we would love to hear what you have to say on this subject you know jim ryan stepping down we're seeing him, you know, him retire. Who do you think's taking his place? What do you think this means for PlayStation? And I typically do a second show on Friday with my man 30 and still gaming. He's unavailable today because of a birthday in the family. So I think we'll just pivot from this stream to me kind of hanging out with the members. So if your membership's up and running, great. If you don't have one, consider getting one. Or, you know, we've got people gifting. We, we try to, and then I gift back every 25. So those are the things coming today. Don't forget Friday night as well uh, with Madam. But there is no show with Mike today. Typically, we do two talk shows on Friday, and he was not available today. <clears throat> and I did not have time to create a second show or a second upload because... I found that out in the evening last night and it was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm out. I Thursday nights. I do a date night with my wife and then I came home and then I had to read because you, you guys call it book club. I had, I, you know, late starts on Friday because I, I go to a thing with my church. So I was doing that this morning. I just had no opportunity to give you guys a second show or a second video, uh, today. So sorry about that. Uh, you're kind of placing bets, right? Studios don't have a hundred percent hit rate. Uh, when you just choose from the 12, you do 12 and you see which ones land. I don't even know if you launch them and do that, Omar. Yo, Christopher Wright with a gifted membership. Thank you guys so much for the gifteds this morning. Four already out of the 25. Thank you guys so much. We do have goals every month. We're basically ending September. So next month in October, we'll have goals for you guys. We'll be doing some Fright Nights. We'll play some spooky games, my wife and I, uh, if we hit those big membership goals. So we'll, we'll have those for next month. This month, we uh, we had some goals. If you guys wanted to make me like play Lies of P tonight, you'd have to go crazy. We're probably not going to do that, and that's totally fine. But uh, next month, I think we're going to focus on the Fright Night, because you guys really seem to like when my wife and I play the scary games. I don't think he wants to handle another PlayStation launch like the PS5 launch. Right. I mean, think about it. If there's a PS5 Pro coming next year, late next year, he's he's got to do that. And then he's got to deal with uh, an, an, Xbox o- uh, an Xbox-owned ABK, Activision Blizzard. So if Activision Blizzard, for all intents and purposes, it seems to be going Microsoft's way. So, you know, Microsoft's going to own Activision Blizzard. And I just feel like if I was him, I was like, you know what? <laughs> the last four years have been incredibly brutal. I had to deal with, you know, supply shortages and all kinds of unforeseen things. 
So I tell you what, I'm out. I'm going out on a high note. I get to leave right after Spider-Man launches. I get to leave right after we catch up and potentially potentially pass the PS4. He can salute himself and just walk away and be and be very proud and not have to deal with the next the next battlefront, the next fight with with the market. It's not just a fight with Xbox. I believe there's a potential revenue disruption coming their way because, you know, Microsoft owning Call of Duty is, you know, going to add some tension. Five years, five-year Kadera, two years, five years, that's suspicious. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the if you think about the position that he's taking, uh, historically here, right, John Kadera was in the position for two years. Prior to that, a man by the name of Andrew House was in the position for five years. Prior to that was somebody named Kaz Harai. Kaz was in the position for five years. So five years, five years, two years, four years. There's there's nothing strange going on here. There there's there's no concern. There's no oh my gosh, this is suspicious. No, I believe these positions ring people out like a rag. John Kadera was an interim. Oh, so Kadera was a two-year interim. So we may have an interim. Well, I don't know. Hiroki Totoki's got a lot of responsibilities, I imagine. I would imagine that Totoki's not going to want to be an interim for two years. Okay, so it was five, five, two-year interim, and then four. So that's, that's, that's on par. Not to mention... Jim Ryan's four years were probably way tougher than, you know, Kaz's five years. Because, think, or, you know, think about it. <laughs> Imagine becoming the CEO of a company in 2019. And everyone's like, this is a dream come true for you. What an achievement. And then 2020's like, surprise, mother... And you're like, oh my gosh, everything is terrible. Everything we thought we were going to be able to do, we can't do. Everything is messed up. Everything. That's like nightmare scenario. To suddenly have a massive amount of extra responsibility and then 2020 knocks on the door and says, this this, this is going to be hell, bud. <laughs> I can't imagine getting that promotion right before 2020, right? I mean, I can imagine what 2020 can do to a person. <laughs> but, 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 um, yeah, I don't think there's any suspicion here. The position that he took, the two people that took it prior had it for five years. You know, five years, next guy. Five years, then an interim, and now Ryan's had it for, it'll be five years. Oh, will it? Oh, did he take the position early in 2019? Yeah, so that's right. He's making it to 2024 in March. He was appointed in April 1st. It's ex- it's like five... Come on. Come on. Wait a minute. Do you think that's something that they do? I wonder. Is that is that something that you think Sony sets up as like a pattern? Do they say, hey, look, you know, five years... And then we think it's, you know, it's time for new blood. I wonder if that's like a systemic thing. Like, I wonder if he kind of knew this was coming. Like, yeah, man, I got five years to push this boulder all the way up this hill and hopefully get it over the top. It might be by design. Kind of hard not to think it's by design. If he's the third CEO in a row to make it five years. 
Hmm. We'll have to revisit this in 2029. <laughs> we'll revisit this in 2029. We'll look back and say, okay, I think it's going to be Herman Holst. If Herman Holst is gone after five years, then we would say it's a it's a corporate policy. But have they done that with their other positions? What about Yoshida? What about their other divisions? What about their other CEOs? Did they do that with them? Or maybe they feel like this this environment is just so evolutionary that they have to do it. Intel make people retire at like 60 or 65. It could be just sheer coincidence. That is that is true. It it could be. Somebody clip this for the future, right? Clip it. Clip it for the future. Yoshida CEO of Umbrella Sony, that's different. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe the other divisions underneath. Zero Steel hits four months as a membership. Uh, I put my money on Scott Road for president. Who's that? I can't spell right now. Who is Scott Road? Scott Road is head of internal production at PlayStation Studios. Mm, no, I could see Scott Road replacing Holst. You bump Holst up, because Holst is head of PlayStation Studios. You bump him up to the head of PlayStation and SIE, and then you bump Scott Road up out of internal production to being head of Sony Studio, uh, PlayStation Studios. Yo, what's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. Poor Feed had to switch his account and he's still, we still haven't gotten this man a badge. We need to be able to click on a person and gift them a membership. I would take care of you every month, Feed. Uh, they likely announced Ryan's departure six months in advance so they could find his replacement before the interim would ever need to take over. I mean, that would be ideal, right? Is that you'd have somebody in place. You know? You disagree. You say Kaz Harai had it tougher. Bad PS3 launch and the Sony hack. I mean, okay, I, I, sure. I'm not going to act like the other guys didn't have their own challenges, but homie, the 2020 shutdown happened. That's the year they were launching the new gen. <laughs> Come on. That's terrible. Abe comes in with a gifted member, and that's a layup. I don't know if any of the big boys are home, but that's an easy score right there from Abe. He puts it at 5 out of 25. We'll see if any of the big dogs are lurking in the shadows this morning for the 20 bomb. What about the chick from Horizon that just got promoted? <laughs> imagine getting Imagine getting promoted to be, to be like at a higher level and to be referred to as the chick. <laughs> the chick from Horizon. She's like, I've worked my whole life for this respectable position. <laughs> I actually don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, fun fact. Feed is actually Jim Ryan, and he wants more time to watch Reforged throughout the day. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably true. <laughs> I definitely see Holst asking to stay where he is. Totally different gigs, way more stress from someone who is a dev that helps get games off the ground. CEO sounds rough. I think a lot of zeros I think a lot of zeros on the on the salary probably <laughs> is convincing. <laughs> Especially if they say 
Can you commit to five years? Because <laughs> the last couple guys, they did five years. Uh, Chick from Horizon is Angie Smet. The PlayStation 3 also had it worse. Production value is high, and Sony can only send out PS3 so much. Okay. Well, okay, but then it stands to reason, right? The la- every, every, every single one of these guys is making it five years. It's probably a really tough position to be in. They're like, well, I'm not doing this for more than five years, bro. I'm going to burn myself out. I'm burning the candle at both ends. Nobody wants to do that for very long. I did that. I, You know, I did that for five years on the other platform. Oh, this Deflector game looks cool. Have you guys seen this? I just got an email about it. Deflector, where Diablo meets Bullet Hell. Futuristic action roguelike Deflector, now available on Nintendo Switch and Xbox. Okay. It's a fast-paced hack-and-slash-like Diablo. It'll give players to save the world and put their something to the test. We could maybe, let's, we should just try a bunch of games and members today. Just, I don't ever get to play anything. I don't know if Hulse is qualified. He's not really a business dude. This feels like the natural, he goes from developer. He's like, well, he goes from working a developer. He's at Gorilla. And then he bumps up to head of PlayStation Studios. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine there could be people that we don't even know that are like next in line for the job. Does that make sense? There could be people that we don't even know the names of that are, you know, sort of right beneath Jim Ryan that are perfect for the position. And he's got six months to get them up and running. You know, you got, you got, you know, John over here. You know, John's been working underneath Ryan for the last five years. He knows the business, knows the systems. He's been in the room shaking hands with the companies just right alongside of him. Let's bring Sean Layden back. I bet you you couldn't get Sean Layden to come back. <laughs> I bet you. Well, Sean Layden was not in this position. He was in another position. He didn't have Jim Ryan's John job. Stone Spire with a gifted member. Thank you so much, Stone Spire. The man himself. This guy, he runs the board sometimes. Thank you for being here, Stone Spire. Miyamoto, if I remember, was a programmer before becoming CEO, so I don't know. Herman Holst has a Master of Science in International Technology Management. Yeah, so he's kind of like Mark Cerny. Him and Mark Cerny don't make a good fit. They're tech guys. They're not business guys. They're not business management guys. They're tech guys. You bet Sean was forced out. I wasn't following any of this back then when Sean was when he when he was gone. Meech, what's good, Meech? He says, I was contemplating leaving private equity to pursue a career in the gaming industry. Do you have any insight into the corporate side of firms like Sony? Do I? Um, I mean, I could put you in touch with, with somebody who works at SIE, but I I can't... I don't, I don't know, man. I have no idea what it's like to work at a company like this. The developers all seem to be very happy working with Sony because they're... They seem to be able to work on a, on a timeline without crunch... They seem to get invested in. They're expanding. We're seeing all these layoffs. We're seeing all these 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 studio foreclosures. And you know, in the last twenty four months, Sony's expanded their studios. So I, you know, I would say at that level, everything everybody seems to like it. 
Lynn Tao and Eric Lempel, head of SIE Finance and head of marketing. Lynn Tao would be the first female SIE CEO. So big statement if Sony gives. Yeah, if Sony cares about that kind of thing, like culturally, is that a big deal to them? Like that's a big deal here in the West. I don't know if that's a big deal to them. You know, would they care? There's a picture of her here. Leadership Spotlight, Lin Tao, SVP, Finance, Corporate Development Strategy. I mean, I think being a good-looking person plays a role in these positions. Like, I don't think it hurts the fact that, like, Phil Spencer and uh, Sarah Bond are, like, you know... I think it helps when, you know, if you've got a nice-looking person you can put on a stage, you can do interviews with. So, you know, they could they could put her out on the front lines and say... This is the new CEO. Everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so awesome. Because, you know, people think that sort of thing's amazing. I would much rather it be based on meritocracy. Like, if she's if she's the right person and she's going to get results, that's, that's what matters to me. But it certainly helps when you're doing press conferences and interviews and videos to have somebody that's, you know, attractive. They assign people to these jobs sometimes, especially front-facing, based on that. They do. It's unavoidable because it's a front-facing position. It's a position that requires public view, like people are looking at you, and that's something that people consider. Phil doesn't look good. I mean, I think Phil looks fine. I think Phil's having a hard time, man. Look at pictures of him from five years ago. I think the job's been really rough on him, right? I've always thought he's had a he's had a, a charisma, and a, I, I, I've, I've never felt like he wasn't good. I thought he's a good-looking dude. He's just, you know... He's going through it, bro. <laughs> uh, charisma is useful for CEOs. It is. Richard Rodriguez with seven months. Lono, bookmark this. Sony x Apple partnership and Sony acquires Ubisoft in the future. Book it. Uh, my producer has said for a very long time that Ubisoft's a great fit for Sony ownership. Maybe after the downsizing, we're hearing whispers and rumors of Ubisoft downsizing and layoffs. Maybe they get to a, a, an even lower valuation state and they're more open to it because they wanted to stay independent. They were open to offers, but they wanted to stay independent. And I'm like, well, you know, that's what PlayStation did with Bungie, so. <clears throat> in the gaming sphere, a man who is not dumpy is at the top of the mountain. Ain't a lot of pretty in these parts. Yeah, that's true. We rating men now? I mean, I don't have any problems speaking candidly about, like, if I think somebody's good-looking, that doesn't bother me. Like, I, I, you know, again, I don't think it's a coincidence that you have people like Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond out on the front lines, right? I don't think it's a coincidence. You pick people that have charisma. They're attractive. You know, they look like, they kind of look like news anchors. Like, news anchors commonly have, like, charisma and good looks because, you're looking at them like that's part of the job you know uh look at the ryan interview from a few years ago he got wrung out yeah even if you look at jim ryan if you look at jim ryan and phil spencer from go look at pictures from 2019 you know what i'm saying like let's just do this Jim Ryan 2019. Let's see if we can find a picture of Jim Ryan from 2019. I don't know if he's, I don't even know if it's possible. Uh, is this from when he took the position? This one where he's smiling, right? This is, I think this is an older picture, isn't it? 
I'm pretty sure this is an older picture. He don't look like that now. <laughs> he, he's not he's not glowing and smiling. He looks he looks tired, you know? You're saying Phil and Sarah are hot? No, I said they're good looking. Like there's nothing wrong with saying someone is attractive or good looking. Have you ever looked at any of the like when I did the hosting, when I went to E3 2019 and I was a main stage host, Come on! Do you really need to look at all the people that get hired and not and not and not see a coincidence? Like, oh wow, <laughs> they're all good-looking people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they obviously made an exception for me, right? All right, let's look at Phil Spencer in 2019. Let's just look, take a look at the guy. Take a look at that. This is him in 2019. This is a, this is a this is Xbox E3 2019 presentation, right? Look at that little boyish grin. Look how happy he looks, man. He's got less gray hair. He's, he's, I think he's a little thinner, you know? <laughs> he's looking all right. That's, <laughs> that's four years ago. <laughs> look at, look at Phil Spencer now. It's, he's had a, he's had it rough, bro. It's been kind of hard, you know? The, look at him! Look at him back then. I don't even know when this is. Look at this one. Look at this guy. He's kind of fit, you know. He look. He looks a little tough. Looks a little angry here. He looks a little grumpy. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is him before being in, saving Xbox. <laughs> That's him before he saved Xbox out of the fire. You know? that'll do a number on you. That's all. <clears throat> Phil now looks rough. He looks like somebody who's been traveling for the last four years, shaking a lot of hands, going through stressful meetings. That'll do a number on you, bro. It'll give you gray hairs. It'll age you. It will age you. It does. It's tough. It's hard on you. He looks good. Looks like he would enjoy an IPA and a steak. <laughs> uh. Did you see Jim's monthly schedule? Every two months, uh, a week in Japan, one week in America, one week in the UK. He did an interview in December where he said that. I don't know if he w- was he saying that he's doing that all the time or was he referencing a particular time in his life and he was like, it was terrible. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that when I read that quote, I couched it in sort of Jim Ryan clearly doesn't like living like this, and I guarantee you the job is is going to be going to be adding to it. Like you're gonna have more you're gonna have more months and years like that, brother. You got bigger fish to fry. You got a Microsoft, you know, going for acquisitions. You got potential, you know, acquisitions you might have to do on your own. You got a PS5 Pro you're probably gonna want to get up and spun up and out there. I think he's like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do that. Jim Ryan has to fly all the time, like every two weeks. Yeah, I couldn't do that. If he if he is 63, Business Insider said he's 63. Um, did I miss your uh, member plus? Oh, I'm sorry. Raven, thanks for coming back in as a member plus. I'm so sorry. I did miss that. Guys, if I ever miss your member re-up or anything like that, just tell me. Uh, if I ever miss a super chat or anything like that, just remind me. Sometimes I'm not looking at chat. I was looking at my, I was looking here at pictures and stuff. Eugene says, no, that's his schedule. Oh, that's his schedule. 
so the two weeks the two weeks in Japan one week in America one week in the UK that's freaking brutal I couldn't live like that bro the time zone shift alone uh, that'll make your head spin no thank you no legend status hits 16 months and it's a VIP thank you very much guys we do a a a VIP segment every Friday and it's me and my producer it's unfiltered it's kind of about how the week went that is something available to you guys if you upgrade I believe we'll be doing that today but we'll do that after we hang out with all of the members so we're going to be doing something a little bit different today there is no show with Mike typically if you guys have never been here before or if you've been here regularly typically we do a Friday morning show and around noon we go hang out with my man 30 and so gaming he was not available today so there is no second show today I didn't have time to make you like an upload or a second show so we're just going to go and hang out with members when this show is over we're only an hour into the show I'm not ending or anything I'm just letting you know there is no show today with Mike he said specifically that he's been living in a state of jet lag for years so pretty sure that's his schedule yeah and I mean it's not ageist it's not ageist to say that that kind of a life is a lot harder when you're older it's just harder on your body right the older you are the like the harder it is to get over a cold right the, the harder it is traveling is on your body you have less energy you're not in your prime anymore every year you get older stuff like that gets harder you know going up the stairs <laughs> You know, reaching to grab the remote, these sorts of things, they get harder to do. Guys, I don't need you to insult other content creators in my chat. We don't do that here. I'm tired when I get back from Glasgow. You better keep my name out your mouth, Zubair. (laughs) What's my opinion on the best PlayStation new CEO? I mean, I thought Herman Holst was a good fit. I've been convinced that that's probably not a good fit. He's more of a tech guy like Mark Cerny. I think publicly the optics like Herman Holst would make would make a good fit optics-wise, but he doesn't seem qualified. He's more of a tech guy. It looks like maybe Lin Tao, um, or there was another guy, uh, Lemdel. Lin Tao or Alex Lemdel, were those the names you guys put in, in, the, uh, in the Discord? Lin Tao or Eric Lempel. Those are two likely candidates. They're basically like right beneath. They're basically like right beneath Jim Ryan. And it just makes more sense to take somebody who's right there next to him. You know? But we should because they deserve it? I don't think so. No. The prudent man ignores the insult. I, you know, we don't need to do that. We don't need to be insulting people. Eric Lempel. Yeah, Eric Lempel and Lin Tao. Yeah. And again, we don't know if Sony thinks in those those hemispheres, but Sony does really well in America. PlayStation does very well in America. So appointing the next CEO and head of PlayStation and SIE, making it a woman, I actually think would be in their favor. I do. I think people would I think people would like that. Lempel is basically what Ryan was before taking over. So, oh, so he's the closest comparison. Okay. That dude came from Capcom. Scott Road or bring Andrew House back. Hmm. 
Game companies that bring outside CEOs have business sense, but no gaming passion, experience, or even appreciation for the industry. That doesn't seem... That doesn't seem to be what what they've done in the past. Right? That doesn't seem to be what they've done in the past. I, I, don't, I don't think their plan is to bring in somebody else from the outside. You would, you would use somebody that's within it, right? I posted a schedule of my whole day on my Twitter timeline just for perspective. What are, what are you doing? What's your what's do you have like a what's your job, Ghost? I follow you. Uh did, 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 did you mention me or you just posted it? Because I, I hang on, let me find you. Ghost. Ghost in the garage. Do, 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 do. Play by play of my work day in KY. Wake up at 4 30, briefing an hour long, commute via helicopter to Tennessee, conference calls, uh, provision procurement meeting, market watch, briefing, flight to Texas headquarters, assist Anna Kelly briefing, Eastern European briefing, new client acquisition strategy, market closure. Hey, I'm, I'm not even halfway through this. Can I just, can I just come work for you? <laughs> Do you need an assistant? Do you need a short, skinny, you know, rambunctious white guy to to work for you cuz it sounds like it sounds like you're a mover and a shaker it sounds like you need an assistant it, what it does right you know you need you need a good good debating ranting video game expert <laughs> that's a heck of a schedule brother that's a heck of a schedule you've been around for a long time too i didn't realize that you worked at that level of uh of uh of employment like you're way up there Oh, you retired? You son of a gun. <laughs> so that was your schedule. I'm reading that thinking, hey, man. <laughs> We've known each other for a while. I, I want to get the frick out of this industry. <laughs> I want to get out of this chair, bro. I'm I'm half kidding. I'm half kidding. <laughs> this just in. Reforge Gaming retires. <laughs> In the wake of Jim Ryan retiring, he says, yeah, I'm going to get mine too. Hey, Lona, what about woman CEO Herman randomly announced hired promoted a few months ago? I'm starting to think perhaps she's going to take over Herman's position and Herman will take Jim's. I think Herman Holst is the is the guy, but I've been convinced otherwise. He's more of a tech guy. He's not a business guy. He's not like a business management guy. So I've been convinced it's not him, you know? PlayStation Portal pre-orders have been sold out on all of the online retailers in Japan. Pretends to be shocked. I can't believe that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I retired last year. It drained me and there was no work-life balance. I hear you. I hear you. Work-life balance is incredibly hard. If you're the if you're the guy, if you're the guy, like I'm, it's it's me and it's creature, right? It's like I'm the guy, and I mean, he's the other guy, but ultimately I'm the guy. It's on me. Like man, that's a lot. It's it's it's, it's it'll wear you out. I love that. I told people. I said, don't underestimate this PlayStation Portal. It's DOA. It's stupid. 
it's probably going to be hard to get in Japan. I was like, I think this thing will sell like crazy in Japan. No, it won't. Amazon, Rakuten Books, Yobadashi, Bic Camera, Yamada Webcom, Softmap, Joshin, Sony Store, Edeon, Aeon. PlayStation Portal pre-orders have sold out on all online retailers in Japan. Creature says, I'm the guy, and then there's Lono. (laughs) Sure. Creature is the guy. Right, so if 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 things don't pan out and uh, and the money dries up, who's who's in trouble? Me or creature? <laughs> creature be like, well, on to the next project. <laughs> I got some videos to upload for some clients. <laughs> You'd be like, well, grand opening, grand closing. All right, well, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, my wife and kiddos are going to move in with Creature and Mrs. Creature, apparently. You can inherit all of the, 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 those financial burdens if you're the guy. <laughs> uh, my kids like Florida. My wife likes Florida. So that's a lot of pressure on you, Creature. If this doesn't work, you, you inherit my family. <laughs> Enjoy it. 21 years in the U.S. Army. Well, thank you for your service. 12 years of private sector, 6 years of CFO. Made more money than I can ever imagine. Was never home to enjoy any of it. Well, now you are. I've seen your pictures on your Twitter timeline. I've seen you. I'm like, man, this guy lives in God's country. It's beautiful out there. You got nice property. You know, you, you got good taste in bourbon. You know? Not bad. Not bad at all. I've inherited enough children for one life. (laughs) Don't let them see you saying that. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. I forget who this is. Kale, is this you? I think I recognize the first name. It was about 10 minutes ago. Two bags of light roast. I forgot to pull the light roast into the frame. Light roast is back. With our nice, fancy new bags. Look at that. Thank you so much. I think that was Kale. I think that was Kale. Who's going to mail that coffee? You or Creature? Since it's a two-man show. Oh, gosh. Here we go again. (laughs) Man. What most of the Portal haters misunderstand is that most Japanese don't have a second TV. I also think that, especially here in the West, here in America, we don't understand, like, if we had really good infrastructure of better internet, better citywide Wi-Fi, we would think differently about a device like that. We would. We'd be like, oh, all I need is Wi-Fi, and I can literally hit a button, turn on my PlayStation at home, and play games on it, and if the connection's good, very minimal latency? Do you see, like, come on, that's, we don't we don't think of it in that way because our culture is not built around that. We don't game on the go like that. Now, we mobile game and we have switches, but that's different. That's, that's you know, that's Candy Crush and then native gaming on a Switch. So. The members recap ought to be interesting today. Yeah, about, about oh, on the weekly recap, the VIP... Shelly says, Angie Smets for head of PlayStation Studios. She'll take over for Holst as he transitions to CEO. That's my prediction. Put it on the board. 
I like that prediction because I I said in my show open that I like Herman Holst for the job. Excuse me. I like him for the job. It has to be on the same Wi-Fi network? No, it does not. No. Their marketing is so weird around that beef jerky. I can't blame you for thinking that because not only has their marketing made it seem like that, but then news outlets and YouTubers have literally said that. And it's not true. If you go to the portal page and you actually look at their frequently asked questions, it says anywhere there's Wi-Fi, you can remote into your PlayStation 5. They recommend home network. This is what I think they're doing, personally. It's kind of similar to why they don't want the PSVR 2 to be compatible with the PC. Okay? They want to control quality. So what they don't want you to do is buy your brand new PlayStation portal and then take it to work and your works Wi-Fi is kind of laggy and you're like, this thing sucks. What they want you to do is they want you to boot it up at home, play on your local Wi-Fi and say, this is awesome because it likely will be awesome. Hands-on previews have said when they were playing right there, local Wi-Fi, there was like no latency. The one guy was playing Returnal. You can't play Returnal with latency. You're talking like milliseconds of iframe timing in some of the fights. Like, you would get obliterated if there was any latency. So, I think that's what they want you to do. Why? Well, if then you take it to work or your friend's house or Starbucks, guess what? If it's laggy or if it's funky, you're not going to blame the device. You're going to say, well, this worked great at home. The Wi-Fi here must suck. Like, you're more likely as a consumer to deduce the real cause of the problem. If you don't try it at home at first, and you just see the marketing, you're like, I can take this anywhere. And then you take it, and then you're on $2 Wi-Fi at some you know coffee shop, then you're going to think, this device sucks, why did I buy this? Does that make sense? It's similar to why they don't want the PSVR 2 to be PC compatible. Now, I know you can make it compatible there's mods and stuff but they don't have as much control over that vr market personally what i think they should do is same way they brought games to steam i think they should work with vr games that are on steam and work on a psvr2 compatibility update but I don't think they're interested in that. I, I would love that. I would absolutely love that because I like my PSVR 2. I think it's more comfortable than the Pico 4. I have a Quest 3 on the way. Um, but I don't know if Sony's interested in that because Sony seems to be more interested in selling accessories to the PlayStation 5. The DualSense Edge, the Bluetooth headphones, the Bluetooth earbuds... The, uh, you know, the, the PSVR 2, and now we have the PlayStation Portal. Why? Well, their consumers buy accessories. The attach rate of PlayStation accessories has been very good for the PS5, so they're like, hey, let's, let's do that. Let's have things for them to buy that enhances and expands it. Now, that also, think about that long-term, what that does. We were talking just yesterday about making Game Pass more sticky, and sticky marketing is traditionally when, you know, a TV company tries to get you on internet and then they try to get you on home phone. Why? It's a lot harder to to cancel and switch services because you have multiple things you're going to lose. PlayStation's doing the same thing to a certain degree. If you have a PlayStation 5 
and just one or two of those accessories, you're kind of in. You're gonna have a really hard time saying, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away from. I, I'm gonna go to this platform. I, I don't, I'm not gonna do PlayStation anymore." No, you're more likely to stay loyal because it's like what they've done. Apple kind of does the same thing. You become sort of. Is it ingratiated? That's probably the word. You're almost like ingratiated to the brand because you you don't just have one device. You have multiple devices. Isn't Game Pass going to be on the Quest 3? Yes. Yes. Uh, now that Jim Ryan will no longer be CEO, does that mean the PS5 Pro gets scrapped? No. He's retiring. Like, when a CEO retires, they don't say, all right, cancel everything he was doing. No, they'll they'll probably almost even have like a moratorium on changes. Like, all right, buddy, you come in and you you get this first year out the door. Like, we we got things that are already set in motion. You know, let's imagine that it's Herman Holst. Let's imagine it's Herman Holst. If Herman Holst gets into the position, he's going to be given the direction to be like, listen, <laughs> just get through this year, okay? We got stuff to do. You can't be coming in here making changes and canceling things. I, I, I know management loves that. CEOs are not managers trying to flex their leadership on a sales staff. If you've ever been in a sales environment or like a retail environment and you get a new manager, what's the first thing they do? They try to flex their authority by making arbitrary, stupid changes. <clears throat> he, he, <laughs> whoever is Jim Ryan's successor is not going to do that. Herman is the plural of Herman. <clears throat> oh, Herman is the plural of Herman. <laughs> what? I don't see why there needs to even be a PS5 Pro. I can't see many devs designing features to go above and beyond just a single console. The current gen already is. It's a specific PS5 exclusive. Everything everything I've read on ray tracing, I think devs are going to love it. Because according to Digital Foundry, the consoles we have now are not utilizing the full suite of digital... Uh, digital Foundry is, according to them... The current consoles we have are not using the full suite of Ray Twice. Oh, way, way twicing. Have you got? There's that guy on TikTok. I need to stop watching him because he does that. He he's, he talks with that as like a joke, you know. My favorite was when he acted like a detective. He's like, I can't even do the skit because he cusses so much. So way twicing. They really why they they way 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 twicing. The developers, the developer, the developers. They really why way twicing. And so if Willy, Willy, Willy. Oh man. Lono, keep in mind, if a game has ray tracing modes and no ray tracing modes, the devs have to do more work. No ray tracing modes need to fall back on traditional techniques. Well, hang on, hang on, Zubair. What if, because they're doing that right now, are, are they not? They're doing, okay, you got ray tracing mode, you got the non-ray tracing mode. They're doing that now. 
and something you've talked about is like there's other things in ray tracing they're not doing i'm assuming that's what digital foundry is referring to when they say that they're not using the full suite of ray tracing i'm drinking coffee here bud don't make me spit out my drink (laughs) sorry i'm sorry it was not on purpose i didn't mean to go all elmer fudd on you um so my question to you zuby is let's say they do ray tracing and non-ray tracing but they're also like hey we can do more on the ps5 pro Yo, what's good, Ginger? Ginger says, let's get to 300 likes. Thank you so much, Ginger. That's my understanding of it. I'm not the expert. But my understanding is they love ray tracing because it's automated for lighting. And it... It cuts down on certain things. But they're not really utilizing all of it. And the rumor is that the PlayStation 5 Pro is going to accelerate ray tracing, which will allow them to do more, I'm assuming, more of the suite of ray tracing features. They would be utilizing more ray tracing features on current gen, so you would only do so for the PS5 Pro when no one else is doing a Pro. needs to be worth the time and investment. i am be honest with you. I think they know better than us. <laughs> Excuse me. I think they know better than us. They're on pace to have more PlayStation 5s in circulation before the Pro hits. And they did a Pro last gen. They did a Pro last gen and it did just fine. It helped saturate the market. It helps them lower the price on the standard version. Like, I I, th- I think they know what they're doing. I don't think that this is like a some shot in the dark. Again, this is this is the company that Mark Cerny spearheaded these relationships and these developers like I love developing for the PS5 they came they talked to us like the developing for that platform is great give me a PS5 in the cloud and I'll be happy well according to insider gaming ginger they're making some big steps for cloud gaming now I don't think cloud gaming is going to be turned on for the PlayStation portal initially but I believe they could turn it on later because it's doing it's remoting into your PS5 at home so why couldn't it remote into a PlayStation 5 in the cloud it's the, it's like it's like the same idea it's the same principle the PS4 Pro outsold the slim Looking at this from a slightly different angle, says English O, the same arguments why a PS5 and a PS5 Pro is good are the same arguments as why the Series S and the Series X are bad. No. No. It's the inverse, English O. So developers are coming to the Series S and saying, bottleneck. Ugh. When you come to the PS5 and you hear, oh, we can do more now too on the Pro? Like, that's... That's the opposite of a bottleneck. It's quite literally the opposite. It's the antithesis of what we have in the S and the X. The dual skew setup of the Series S and X is not what we're going to have with dual skew on PS5 and PS5 Pro. It's the complete opposite. It's in the other direction. It's Think of it this way. Imagine that you're looking at a Series X 
and a PlayStation 5 right next to each other as a developer, and what's behind them. More power on the PS5 Pro, and less on the S. Like, which of those is a scenario that's going to be constraining to your development? Oh, you think he's agreeing with me? It's possible. Possible. I took uh, the mute button off my stream deck. It's possible I misread what you said. A little off topic, what do you think about Insomniac sending review copies months early? I think it's great. Well, it's not months early. Homie. It's... I mean, it's close to a month. You're, that's right. That's right. They're going to have uh, two weeks and some change to play the game before the embargo drops. And I think that's awesome. I think it shows a lot of confidence in the game. I think that game is going to sell well and score well. I think it will. Design for the S, and we can do more with the X. Design for the PS5, we can do more with the Pro. Okay, English show, track with me. Designing for the S means removing features. Dealing with constraints, right? Look at what Baldur's Gate 3 is going through. The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria game is coming to Xbox late because they're probably dealing with the same thing. There's stuff, it's it's not the same at all. You're talking about two different floors, homie. Do you you really think if a developer is going to look at a platform and say, well, this is the floor, PS5, and then I can even go up from there, and then when you go to Xbox, they're like, this is the floor. 8 gig of usable memory. Like, I almost didn't say that because I thought that was too low, but that's the reality. 8 gig of usable memory on the Series S. And then you can go up from there. Oh, let's... Let's not ignore the fact that the PlayStation 5 is 2 to 1 in the market saturation as well. So not only is it a larger platform, its floor is higher. Like, its floor of entry for development is is higher. So I don't even think it's... I don't think it's relatable at all. They're Insomniac after all. They're top tier. I personally think that Insomniac should be investigated because I think that they're wizards or time travelers or both. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing. I really don't. It's all... I I almost wish what they would do is they would let other Sony Sony companies use their engine. You know what I mean? Can, can we let other developers use your engine? Can we let other developers come in, you know, and use your engine? My comment after that one, I don't disagree. I'm just giving different perspective for argument's sake. The same argument that fanboys would hit you with. Well, right, and I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what happens when you have a really good floor right now on the PlayStation 5. You have a great floor. How do I know this? Uh, I don't know. I've played games that look incredible and run incredibly well. Whether You go all the way back to the beginning of this generation. Demon's Souls Remake, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Then you get Forbidden West. Then you get Burning Shores, Ragnarok. Those have all been very impressive. Don't even don't even get me started on how great it was to even go back to like director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us Part 1 remake. These are fantastic displays of next gen power. Okay? So, 
if that's the floor <laughs> and you're going to put something in the market that's even stronger than that, that's a win. We're not even comparing the same things. You're comparing like a, I don't even know, like a Power Wheels for your backyard to a Mack truck. Comparing the Series S's floor and the PlayStation 5, it, it's a joke to compare the two. Look at any multi-platform game that's come out and look at the performance you get on PS5 versus Series S. You, that's a joke. That's a joke of a comparison. And I'm speaking from a developer's perspective here. If they want to push things, if they want to add really great bells and whistles, and we know they love to do this. They like to push the envelope. They like to take games to the breaking point of what's possible. Who do you think they're going to want to develop for? A platform that spoke directly to developers and built their system around what developers want? The platform that's adding a pro model that'll add more ray tracing capabilities? Adding more potential use of the ray tracing suite? Who are they going to want to work with? Oh, also... This company over here doesn't just have the system that seems to be better for developing for an increased power if a pro market hits. They also have way more consoles in saturation. Who's winning that debate at the table if you're choosing between two platforms? It's not even a decision at that point. It's economically sensible. It's like, we're going to go over here. We're going to get better use of our time, bandwidth, and money, and we're going to make more money. Got a couple of super chats to thank. Uh, we all made PlayStation Nation with a $10 super chat says my mobile Verizon plan has 30 gig of hotspot one gig at home So I'm good. I understand what the portal is. I pre-ordered two for me and my son holiday travel is taken care of PS5 on the go count me and yeah I can't wait to get it and try it both here and then when I take my annual trip to Ohio I'm gonna try it at my brother's house. I am melee with a $5 super chat. The Xbox ceiling is the PlayStation 4 This PlayStation floor I don't know if that's I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but that's a pic that's a picture at least of what I've been trying to convey. Why are people assuming the PS5 Pro will be any different than the PS4 Pro and the PS4 Pro was considered a success? When does Frickmas return? Probably mid-November. So if you're holding out for Frickmas, I would order some light roast. If you're not really a dark roast guy, because our Frickmas is a medium blend, then try our light roast since it's back in stock. Uh, that would be my that would be my uh, recommendation. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. A bag of the dark roast to oh yeah, Cristiano Souza. Thank you so much. Um, okay, what is this? Oh, it's like I was like, why is somebody emailing me about real realty or houses or whatever? I used to be part of a networking group, and I'm still on some of their mailing lists. <laughs> I'm still on some of their mailing lists. So they still email me sometimes. I'm like, I'm not looking for a house, you know? You love and miss Rickmas? It'll return. It'll return. We, we, we're, we've, already, we've already moved to the... Uh, we've already moved the order forward. I still think the pro is canceled. There's just no need. What... Why do you think the pro is canceled? Because you think there's no need or have you seen something that indicates that? What have, what have you seen a report? Have you seen a leak? Have you seen a rumor? All insider information points to it being a real thing. So what what do you have that makes you think that? What alters your So you have all these insiders say PS5 Pro is coming. They actually know people 
in the industry that are telling them this and you're like no I was cancelled okay why PS5 Pro will allow devs to push AI for performance. Example, ray tracing, FSR, but also UE5 automations. The basic PS5 does not interfere in any way. That's also true. Devin Blevins gets a gifted membership from Dan. Thank you so much, Dan, for gifting a membership. Taking the count to seven. Guys, every 25 members, and I give five back to the community. And we've got some goals for this month that... Today's the last day, so we're, prob- we're probably not going to hit them, and that's fine. Next month's October, so we'll be doing uh, some goals centered around Fright Night. The idea that, you know, if you guys hit certain thresholds, my wife and I'll be playing scary games for you guys. You guys seem to enjoy those. So, keep your eyes on the prize for that one next month. I don't even know what the Series S is meant to do for Xbox. If it's to get more people on a budget playing Xbox, then they could do that alone with the cloud. Series S was not needed. I was in October already. I don't know. I, it's like we, we all blinked. Sony just announced new side panels for the current PlayStation. Says no new console is soon. So you, you know that they're trying to sell 25 million PlayStation 5s just this year alone. And they have to continue selling PlayStation 5s and will continue to sell PlayStation 5s even after a PlayStation 5 Pro comes out. What you're saying is that would be called a non sequitur. It doesn't logically follow that, well, they're continuing to do stuff for the PlayStation 5, so there is no Pro. Uh, They'll continue making and distributing the PlayStation 5 even after the Pro comes out. You know that, right? They'll lower the price of the standard model. This is one of the reasons they're unifying the SKU and they're making the disk drive external. They haven't even announced that yet. They'll probably do all this in one push. Because what that'll do is, right now they have supply lines and production lines for a disk drive PlayStation 5 and a non-disk drive PlayStation 5, the digital. Okay? So two supply lines, two production lines. They're going to unify and say we're only making the digital. Algarian with a gifted member. Thank you so much. And 24 months from Skiffy Skiffles. That is a red badge. Thank you so much, sir. Microsoft fanboys will look at this as a bad thing, but Jim Ryan has earned the right to retire with all the greatness was given him. Also, it feels just like yesterday I became a member. Thank you for that support, Skiffy. Skiffles, I appreciate it. Um, Who says PS5 Pro no needed? I think the PSVR 2... Think about a PSVR 2 with 120 FPS. Yeah, I didn't even think about a PSVR. The PSVR 2 being able to harness more power as well. You think the Slim is coming? It's not a slim. It's not a slim. What they're doing is, is they're unifying the skew. Track, track with me on this. So the production lines for the disk drive PlayStation 5s, those production lines will shift to PS5 Pro. And then you will only be able to get a PlayStation 5 digital. If you still want a disk drive, there will be an external drive. This comes directly from a reliable insider who... I've not seen get stuff wrong yet about this. They've got actual context in the industry that told them this. Now, that enables PlayStation to lower the cost of production for the standard PlayStation 5 model because now they have unified production to one supply line. Bringing that cost down allows them to lower price for consumer. So then PlayStation 5 Pro hits the market and they can actually drop the price of the PS5. I mean, they might not even have to because it's digital. So it'll be the $400 model. 
Do you see? A 10 bomb from Detonator. That's a big one. Thank you so much, Detonator, for 10 gifted members. If you guys just got a gifted membership from Detonator, Detonator setting off a bomb. That's fitting. Make sure and say thank you to Detonator. You can even pay it forward and gift a member to somebody else. Thank you so much for being here, you guys that got those. You have to pay for the console and then pay for the disk drive. What's this? Microtransactions on consoles? No, Quiff. No, Cliffo. Like, come on. Think about what you're saying. Right now, is it a microtransaction when you buy a disk drive PlayStation 5 and it's more expensive than the digital version? It's $100 more, right? So if there's only a digital version and you want the disk drive, get ready. Careful. Don't. You got to pay more money. <laughs> come on, bro. That's so sensible. A gifted member from Raven and a 10 bomb from P Dub H Town. Thank you so much, P Dub H Town, blasting us past 25, which means you guys can now do another 25, and I will gift another five. So currently, I owe you five. You got the first one, and we roll it up. Eugene says, you don't, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. The devs don't have to put in more work. It's actually impressive that you keep parroting that. Yeah, why do we keep saying that they have to put in more work? I don't get where that comes from. Yo, a single gifted from Dan. Dan's keeping it going. And the gifted member goes to Duke Delicious. That's like one of my favorite names to say. That's such a good name. Duke Delicious. That's a layup from Dan. 30 out of 50. Nice and easy. Puts it in. Nice score there, Dan. Setting up a 20 bomb. To keep the price down, you make distribution easier. A lot of people never buy physical anymore. So now you can get the console cheaper in general, especially for those who don't know the difference. Oh yeah, the disk drive is Defo 100. <laughs> do you, Cliffo, do you think everything you buy at the store costs what it costs? Do you understand the question? <laughs> do you think everything you buy at the store costs you what it costs? Come on, dude. What are you saying? All small bits help. Yes. Yes, Raven. Sometimes I think folks forget. You don't have to do big 5 and 10, 20 gifted bombs. Just do those little singles. They add up. And I appreciate it so, so much. Richard Rodriguez does one. Thank you. See? Don't 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 let these big boys flex you out of the chat. They like to show off and do the big member bombs. That's great. God love them. They're generous. But don't make that seem like you can't help either. You don't even need the gift of membership. If you're here chatting, smashing like, and you're subscribed to the channel, that supports the channel as well. Eugene says, do people have zero clue how dynamic resolution works and how frame rate lock works? Yeah, just being able to buy a PS5 Pro and have higher higher frame rate and maybe maybe dynamic resolution that's not so dynamic because you have more power so it's not dipping as much i, I, I the the people getting stuck on this i'm just going to say i'm just going to tell you a story and this story starts with the PS5 Darth Nihilus with a gifted member thank you so much there was a time where the PS5 was announced. 
And after the PS5 was announced, Phil Spencer says in an email that their device is stronger. Three times stronger. Yes, three times. And podcasts start saying this. Outlets start saying this. Pundits and fans of Xbox start parroting this. People say things like, the Series S is going to run circles around the PS5. How'd that work out? How'd that work out? Not too good. How did the prediction work out that Xbox is going to surpass PlayStation 5 in market saturation this year? Or this generation? How'd that work out? Fast forward a little bit. DualSense Edge. Oh, that's dead on arrival. Thank you, Ice Queen Gaming, for jumping back in. Yeah, DualSense Edge is dead on arrival. Nobody's going to buy that freaking controller. That thing is stupid. Who wants a controller like that? And then the webcast from Sony hits, and the DualSense Edge had an incredible attach rate. Sold very well. Fast forward a little bit more. PSVR 2. The PSVR 2 is stupid. It's dead on arrival. Let's ignore the fact that Xbox was promised VR and it never happened. They were promised they were promised AR, augmented reality, and it never happened. We'll just ignore that. We're going to hammer the PSVR 2. Failure. Stupid. Dumb. DOA. And then the reports come out and it's selling well. On pace to surpass the previous model and it was only available on PlayStation Direct and they launched it in the slowest quarter of the year. Fast forward a little bit more. <laughs> PlayStation Portal. Stupid. Dumb. Dead on arrival. Are you catching the pattern here? Are you catching the pattern here? People decry and doubt and criticize and act like PlayStation doesn't know what they're doing and then all signs point to the fact that they do know what they're doing. Do you remember when everybody said that the, the PlayStation Showcase was trash and Xbox One? Well, let's go look at the revenue report for June. How'd that turn out? Who did amazing in June and blew the doors off? Who had a game that charted as a pre-order? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The pattern's ridiculous. So here we are again. Yeah, the portal will flop. It'll flop. It's already sold out in Japan, but it's good. It's a flop. <laughs> it's a total. It's a total flop. It's already sold out. It's already sold out in Japan. And <laughs> and then and then the PS5 Pro. The same statements. The same doubt. The same. That seems stupid. That seems dumb. What's the point? And. I'll probably have this same conversation with you in the middle of 2025. I'll say PlayStation 5 Pro saturation sales right. Am I right? Like, look at this thing. It's almost like they understand hardware and they understand gaming. How many units? I don't know how many units. You have to remember that the PlayStation Portal is an accessory. It's a controller with a screen on it, homie. It's the same price as a DualSense Edge. It's not central to the PlayStation soul. It's an accessory, and it's sold out. You understand what that means, right? It means they made a profit on it. (laughs) It means they now have business impetus to make more. Supply demand, market demand for it seems high. Like, projections... Sales measurements, R&D, all of that now has reason to say, okay, look at the re- look at the results of this thing. Great, let's go. Let's do some more. Let's make some more. You understand? Like, 
the pattern here is that we keep saying things about PlayStation hardware and PlayStation accessories, and then when the truth comes out, it's like, man, it's almost like people just instinctively bash Sony, and you, you just bash them and think that like nothing, nothing's gonna happen. It's not gonna sell. It's gonna be DOA, and it's like, why, why? Do you think a company this size? does their market research, does their R&D, and just pulls the trigger on a stupid idea. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or condescending, but what makes you qualified to say that they don't know what they're doing? They have entire departments dedicated to technological R&D and market research. And you're... You're what? (laughs) Where, where are you in the world that puts you in a position to be like, they don't know what they're doing? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying I know more than that. I'm, I'm saying, ah, uh, the pattern here is they seem to really be good at, they're really good at this. <laughs> like, they're, they're posting record revenue, great market saturation. I, I, they're a sex, their accessory attached rate's pretty good. I, I don't have any reason to doubt them. That. they seem to know way more than me because I got news for you I was a VR skeptic I was can I get a witness can I get a witness to how much of a, of a skeptic I was about VR and then I bought a PSVR 2 I played a couple games and I said "Ooh, there's something here this is nice it's really good. And guess what? VR developers are saying the same thing. There's a video from Eurogamer, like 94 games coming to the PSVR 2, and a bunch of the games in that video shifted development to PSVR 2. Why? It's all. It's almost like Sony knows what they're doing. It's almost like Sony's really good at the hardware part. <laughs> it's like they're really good at the hardware part. Maybe because they're a hardware company. I don't know. Maybe because they're a technology company first, right? And that's why they dovetail so well with these like in, these like smaller studios that they work with, and then they buy and acquire, and that like integrates perfectly into a company that knows tech. Sony released TVs with VRR as an IOU. It took two plus years for them to implement it with an update. Does that sound like a company that always knows what it's doing? So they adapted their technology to a demand and a technological expectation in the market by adding VRR later in an update. And that's evidence that they don't know what they're doing? I'm confused. Eugene says, can you believe NVIDIA's coming out with a 5090? There's so much more work for devs and hardly anybody's going to buy it. Can you believe it? Says no one. Yeah, like, do we look in any other hardware industry and say that? I can't believe they're making better, bigger TVs. I can't believe they're raising the resolution on TVs. I can't believe they're doing better video cards. I can't believe they're doing better CPUs. I can't believe they're doing better, bigger, faster monitors. I can't believe they're doing better, faster, stronger cell phones. 
But then PlayStation does it, and you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I just, what do people, the developers going to have to do more work, and no, who's going to buy that? Who in the leisure market is going to buy a stronger piece of technology? I can't see it, except for literally, annually, everybody does it with cell phones, uh, TVs, cars. Uh, wait a minute, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Analyze any other tech sector, and what? And and this is this is par this is par for the course. Newer, bigger, shinier, better. Hey guys, it's been a year since we talked to you, and uh, we got another phone for you. <laughs> it's bigger, it's better, it's shinier, it's faster. Boo, boo! Who wants that? Who? Who's gonna buy that? And you hear this rumbling of people lining up to buy it. Like, come on! (laughs) This is the way of things. This is the way of things, dude. What Sony's doing makes sense. No one's saying I can't believe it. I myself am saying, I'm seeing, I don't see the need for a marginally stronger console. Certainly not at this point. Eight to ten years, sure. But I think this gen had more staying power than the previous one. You know what's going to give even more staying power? A mid-gen refresh. Like, I hear what you're saying, Solomon, but I think sometimes what you do is you're like, I don't see any need for this, therefore there's no need for this. I'm I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you speak as if that's the case. What's amazing about the market is all the people that are like, the PlayStation Portal? Really? That's stupid. And then a bunch of other people are like, that sounds awesome to me because there's a ton of people in the world and thank God they're not all like me or you. That would be terrible. Because I look at sports games. I look at anime waifu games. I look at Splatoon and I say, ooh, hoo, hoo. I'm not playing that. And then there's millions of people that do. So when you look at a device or you look at something and you're like, that is stupid, that's dumb, that's DOA, it's more accurate to say, I don't want that. I I don't want that thing. There were probably people that do. Because companies of this size don't just shove out an item that there's no demand for. Now, I know people are going to go to, like, the PS Vita, and although, what about that? What about the, what about their last handheld? I'd have to go back and study that, because I didn't cover the industry to this level back when the PS Vita hit. So I don't know all the ins and outs of why that thing didn't, didn't get support and why it was abandoned. I don't know. I don't know. At that time peripherals that small and power that small I don't know what the, what the reasons were but that's not what the PlayStation Portal is everybody kept kind of making that connection it's like the PlayStation Portal is an accessory to the PS5 it's not a Vita it isn't it's not it's not it's something completely different so we can't do this well they did this before and they're going to do it again they're going to abandon this the Vita failed because it was too expensive Sony needs to be worried about next gen. They underestimated Xbox and they released a 360 and dominated. The 360 competed. It didn't dominate. Like. <clears throat> no. 
3DS wiped it out. That's probably true. Big if true. That tweet has been deleted, Lone Wolf. What did that tweet say? Wait, hang on. Yeah, I can't see that tweet. Incognito or logged in. The PS3 outsold the 360. That's what I'm saying. Like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't dominate. They didn't. They competed. The 360 competed. You can't say the 360 dominated because it didn't. If Sony didn't already have remote play available everywhere and other things to already facilitate using it, I would have said the portal was a great idea and product personally. But that was not the case, right? And that's the thing is. You you always look at it that way, and that's fine. I don't expect you, I don't expect you to not look at it personally. But if you're going to comment on the bigger picture, you can't only consider yourself personally. L- let's let's think of another uh, of another avenue here. Solemn Honda makes cars, and I have a Honda Odyssey for my family, and Honda puts a commercial out about a two-door coupe, little teeny car, right? Crazy, amazing gas mileage, and they've invested in making it super safe. And I look at that and say, I already have a vehicle, and I have a bigger vehicle, and I have kids. That thing is stupid. If I were... Me saying that, that sounds kind of dumb and ignorant, doesn't it? Why? Well, because I'm taking my very particular scenario and I'm deducing and determining and concluding that, well, this thing is dumb because I don't need it. I'm not going to buy it. But then the single college student's like, you're out of your head. This thing's amazing. It's $9,000. It's under ten grand. Like, I'm making this up, right? I'm making up some mythical fake thing. You see the point that I'm making? Like, your personal thing of like, well, I have a phone and a laptop and I've done remote play on the PlayStation. Therefore, PlayStation Portal is stupid and worthless and dumb. And then you got guys like me and others that are like, dude, that thing looks awesome. I'm going to use the heck out of it. A gifted member from the Zedric. I love seeing a white badge gift a member, paying it forward as a brand new member. Thank you so much. Moving us a little bit closer to 50. Richard Rodriguez with a $2 tip. The PS3 outsold the 360 and it came out a year later. Oof. 360 was an awesome console and Xbox is best, but even the PlayStation 3 beat it despite its first two years being worse. 360. Man said 360 like it's not 2023. Is this the Twilight Zone? You gotta watch out. Because sometimes in these discussions we get into like quarterback glory years you know you don't under don't underestimate xbox don't underestimate you see this ring you see this ring <laughs> championship ring baby 360 dominated and then you like look a little bit closer at the ring and you're like did you get that from a gumball machine what it didn't dominate the playstation 3 outsold it <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it gets like glory days because it's like, well, don't underestimate Xbox. Uh, okay. 
Alright. I disagree. The PlayStation Portal is like a car that doesn't drive. And some people are like, well, I would live in that car. No, no. That's not true at all. It's a device that meets particular needs that you don't have. You're saying it's like a car that doesn't drive. You're, you're basically saying it's. It, you're saying it has no function in relation to its essence, which isn't true. What's its essence? What is it? What is it? It's a controller with a screen on it that allows you to play remotely, and it does that. So you, what you're saying it's a car that doesn't drive? That that's nonsensical. That doesn't even make any sense. It does the thing that it's designed for. Solid Snake with 13 months. Hi, Lono. Hi, everyone. Keep up the good work. Have a great day. Solid Snake gifts a member as well. You know, a better analogy would be a better analogy would be that the PlayStation Portal is a car that can't go off road, right? It has limitations. If Wi Fi is bad, if the circumstances around when you're using it aren't ideal to what it's built for, it's not going to work well. That that lines up perfectly with my analogy. That little two-door Honda, you can't off-road with it. You can't take it into the woods for some camping trip on some like bumpy, crazy trail. You need a Jeep or a Land Rover for that, right? You can't take it to the sand dunes. It's not a dune buggy. So under certain circumstances, this car wouldn't run well. That's what a PlayStation Portal is. It's an accessory to your PlayStation 5, and it'll work great under certain circumstances. And under other circumstances, it might not. There'll be lag, there'll be latency. Like, I don't know all the people praising cloud gaming. Cloud gaming's great under certain circumstances. Do you see? Like, that's why I think every time this comes up, people are basically saying... I don't want that, but instead of just saying I don't want that, they say that's dumb and no one will buy it. If you don't have a horse, that doesn't make the horse trailer dumb. Right. It's totally fine. I have no problem with somebody saying I have no need for that thing. I would never use a PS portal. Cool. I will. Uh... The steering wheels that people use for driving games. I would look at that and I would say I I would never use that. Does that mean it's stupid? Does that mean it's dumb? If Xbox came out with a steering wheel or PlayStation came out with a steering wheel my lack of desire, need, or want for it doesn't diminish its value there's a subjective value to me that's not there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy that. I would never use that wheel. Lono would say, I can run into walls on controller just fine. <laughs> it's true. I'm a terrible driver in video games. I haven't been in an accident since I was 17 where I accidentally took my foot off the brake and bumped the guy at the bank. The last time I was in an accident, I reached down to grab something. When I was 17, I took my foot off the brake and I bumped the guy. He was real mad. It was a Harley Davidson Collector's Edition Ford F-150. He was hot, as he should have been. Some punk teenager just bumped his brand new Collector's Edition truck. I was... I was nervous. 
sold out how many units was built what does what difference does it make sold out a thousand units no see once again the challenge of what you're saying here is yeah Canadian pre-orders are, are live yeah it sold out it sold out in Japan audio is out of sync is audio out of sync probably not you might just need to refresh I've not done anything I've not had any hitches or anything could have been a hitch on YouTube the viewership's gone up sometimes and then dipped and then up. So sometimes when that's happening, platform's acting goofy. The idea that like, here's here's the thing, Aerodimus. You're committed to a position. You're not attempting to just look at the device and say, it's either it's either for me or not for me. You've determined it's bad. So when you hear like, oh, it's sold out in all Japan retailers instead of saying wow you, you're like no 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 no. I'm committed to a narrative that thing sucks how many did they make a thousand you see what I'm saying that just doesn't feel like good faith it's like you just can't accept that people might want it it's the same it's the same price as a dual sense edge it's not that expensive <laughs> the idea that there's demand for it Like, it's not that hard to see that there's a sector of the market that thinks that thing would be great to have. It's $200. The DualSense Edge attach rate was great, and you think this thing, a controller with a screen on it, is going to struggle? Shooter Forever uh, with a $5 tip. PS Portal is trying to compete in Japan for gaming on the go. The Rogue... I think you meant to. I think you meant to put the ROG, like the ROG Ally, and the Steam Deck should push in that market. I still prefer another Vita or a PSP. Did you hear about what's going on with the gaming head of Sony? Can you see? Can you see the title and the thumbnail of this stream? <laughs> we we've talked about it. There's only so much we can say about a guy retiring, so we've moved on to other PlayStation topics. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sony is the same company that made Betamax and Minidisc and failed via laptop brand. The PS Vita failed too? Cool. That's great. What's that have to do with right now? I mean, folks like you said that the DualSense Edge was DOA. Folks like you said the PSVR 2 was dead and wasn't selling well. Why? Because you saw a headline from somebody that was wrong that suited the narrative. And then the facts came out. I mean, I, I, I man, I wish I could receipt check people. Get, I guarantee you, because I know you, I guarantee you, you cheered the alleged DOA status of the PSVR 2, as well as the DualSense Edge. Guaranteed. I would put money on the table and bet and be like, I bet this guy said similar things about the DualSense Edge and the PSVR 2. 
and it's not true. And now we've got the portal, which is the same. I can't stress this enough. It's the same price as the DualSense Edge. The exact same price. They've already proven. Like, they've already proven that they can get an attach rate with a $200 controller that's got triggers on the back. And they're like, what if we did a $200 controller with a screen on it and you can play it remote, just remote right into your PS5? And we're like, nah. Nobody's going to want that. It's not a Vita. It's not a standalone device. It's an accessory for the PS5. And that's the mistake everybody keeps making. They keep talking about it as if it's this standalone device. He's speaking of the action figures. Oh, you're talking about the action figures. I swore you were asking. I thought you were asking about what happened with Jim Ryan. I was like, what? It's like, it's a title and thumbnail. Uh, when he said gaming head, he was talking about the statue company. I, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I totally thought he was memeing or something. I was like, this guy's gotta be joking and joshing around a single gifted member from Sam. Thank you. So thank you so much. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, bro. <laughs> um, there's more to that story from what we can tell. There's more story. Uh, there's more to that story from what we can tell because apparently they did something with like a Tomb Raider Collector's Edition, and like people that complained online had their orders canceled. I, I, I think they're cutting ties with a bad company, from what I can tell. There's way, way more to that story than just. Sony's being mean to us. They also have handled it in, in an incredibly unprofessional way. They like publicized somebody's email and they were like, email them and ask them about it. So. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that Sony handled it perfectly. But the more I looked at it, the more I was like, yeah, you guys seem like you're really bad. So they just cut ties with you. And now you're, now you're, you know, now you're taking revenge on Twitter. From what I can tell, Gaming Head's pretty shady. Yeah, they don't, there were numerous people that were not like being like, oh, I'm going to Sony pony here and defend Sony. They literally came out and they were like, look, y- y'all already did stuff like this before. You already had issues with customers and canceling orders. They're breaking ties with you because you suck. <laughs> like when CD Projekt Red put it on Sony to give refunds. Right. And Sony's like, oh, really? <laughs> well, we're just going to remove you from our store. <laughs> Richard Rodriguez with the $2 tip. Vita equals a fail. Then the Xbox One and the X and the S are production waste. What? I'm not connecting the logic there. Those are completely different devices. With completely different markets and and uh, target consumers. Hey, another order of coffee came in. A bag of light roast to Richard Rodriguez. I can actually thank you because that's your username. So thank you so, so much. Guys, do not forget to get those coffee orders in. Thank you very, very much. We brought back the light roast and everybody's ordering it again. But don't forget, we also have a dark roast for you dark roast drinkers. If you've never tried the coffee before, we have a best of both worlds. You can order both flavors. 
<clears throat> People that had the Vita sing its things, sing the things praises. Yeah, I mean, it's always so tempting to do what aboutisms. It's like. <laughs> What about the Windows Phone? What about Mixer? What about, like, every iteration of Windows that sucked? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to do it. It's really tempting to do that. This thing's going to fail. Why? Because these things back here got canceled. Oh. Should, should we apply that logic to the the other company? You're saying... <laughs> You're saying this thing's going to fail because they canceled past things that didn't pan out. Got it. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question then. Because, I mean, it, uh, they, they've got a, a doozy of a lineup of things that they just killed. That just isn't good argumentation. I would never argue that, like, the Windows phone or, like, Mixer is an indication that, like, something from Xbox is going to fail. Those aren't logically connected. My man said the the laptop, a Sony laptop. Like, what? You see what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? You're running to, like, completely different markets and completely different kinds of tech to argue against the PlayStation portal. I would never, I would never ever argue that because it doesn't make any sense. Google does the same thing. It's almost, (laughs) I mean, I might blow your mind to buckle up. It's almost like companies of this size cancel something if it's not doing well or it's not in their interest long term. They all do it. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. If you're willing to spend 200 bucks on a device that you use every once in a while, that's on you. Hmm. And I feel like my house is full of stuff like that. You buy it and you use it every once in a while because just always there. Right? I feel like that's not abnormal to buy a piece of technology. There's, I don't know the terms that they would use, but there's sort of endemic rhythmic technology, like a cell phone, like a wearable. Then there's sort of like complementary technology. These don't get, these get used a fraction of the time that my phone does. Does that mean that I got my money's worth here and I wasted my money here. Do you see like interval of use doesn't determine the value. Interval of use might determine the value if you just stop using it cuz it sucks. I use this microphone every day. That microphone right there is my wife's. It gets used once a week. It did I waste my money on that? Do you see what I'm saying? Outsider gifts a member, thank you so much. And it goes to Kevin George. Like, yeah, like what Eugene's saying, like, I have technology all over the place that I use infrequently. I got hedge trimmers that I don't get used all that often. Go outside in the sun? Who? 
Do you see what I'm saying? I own a rice cooker. I don't use it every day, but when I want rice, it makes my day easier. Precisely. Eugene says, I have thousands of dollars in my garage that I use infrequently. Those tools are still a worthy investment. Yeah, I have a... Is this a Mophie? Yeah, I have a Mophie. It's a Mophie. Bloop. It's backup battery. Yeah, yeah. I always have to have one of these. My phone is always... Well, I'm always on a hand-me-down phone. Like... I'm that kind of guy. Like, if it's working, I don't want to replace it. So this is my wife's last phone. So I always get the hand-me-down. Because it's like, it works, and I don't use it in a way where I need the latest and greatest. So when you have big tech reviews, like Mark Brownie warning consumers to not buy the PS Portal, their opinion doesn't matter. Are you trying to pull fallacy of the expert? Because there's been plenty of people that reviewed it that said it's great. There's been plenty of people that reviewed it and had hands-on that said it's great. So it sounds like what you're doing is confirmation bias. This thing's dumb. Don't buy it. Why? I have a video here where a guy said not to. Okay. I have a video where somebody said the opposite. Feels like we're at an impasse. Almost as if value is subjective to the user. So there are people that are going to look at the PlayStation Portal and say, that's a great solution for me. My kiddos are constantly taking over the TV in the evenings. I can go out on the deck and play my PlayStation right in, right in the palm of my hand. But but hey, there's a guy that made a YouTube video that said it's no good. You think that guy cares as he sits on his deck, dips on a bourbon, and plays his PlayStation while his kids watch Disney Plus? Do you see, like... You, you, like that's just confirmation bias you're like it's worthless it's stupid I got somebody that says so okay I've seen plenty of videos that say the opposite which means neither of them are necessarily right or wrong they're expressing difference of opinion which means that this thing's subjective different people will land on it depending on where they are in, in life Here's what I think strange. This is what I think strange. The two things that are seemingly getting the most scrutiny. That's exactly what I'm going to do, Lono. Stop it. I was literally thinking of you, Ghost. I literally was thinking of you, right? I'm trying to angle for an invite, right? I want to come to a cookout, you know? I'm trying to angle for an invite to your place. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of not, though. I would totally come hang out with you. Um, no, Ghost in the Garage Gaming. Yeah, Wheezy, too. I would hang out with Wheezy. Um, this is interesting to me. Because the two things people are being skeptical, critical of are a device that lets you play remotely, which is like a hop, skip, and a jump from cloud gaming. And the other thing people are like skeptical of and were quick to denounce and decry and say was a flop was PSVR 2. I'm just curious, are we gamers interested in the technological realm and advancements? Or are you just happy with where things are right now? Like you good? You're good with where things are. You don't need anything else. Gaming on the go? No. VR? No. 
why don't you just buy a typewriter and just play on that like just like we don't need any tech advancements just go all the way back to like the first iteration of anything and just use that Hmm? whatever we're not doing the show I'm not doing the show with Mike today yeah so I kind of am yeah do a sandwich the barbecue pork messed with me yesterday you can get a Logitech G Cloud for basically the same price as a PS Portal with more functionality. You know what you're establishing, Aerodimus? You're establishing spectrum within the market. There are people that will come to the conclusion that you came to, and there are people that will come to the conclusion that I've come to. I'm going to get the Portal. Do you know what people told me when the Portal came out, Aerodimus? You know what they said? I can already do that on my phone. All I had to do was buy this controller. And then get this and log in and do all. And you know what I say to that? I'm, I don't want to do that. Number one, I, I don't have one of the, the latest and greatest phones. I don't. I haven't researched the controllers. I kind of like the dual sense, so I'll have the exact same feel of a controller. I'll have the the haptic, and I won't have to worry about draining my phone battery. I won't have to worry about a separate operating system running in the background. I won't have to worry about text messages coming in, disrupting me, interrupting me. None of that. This sounds great for me. And people are like, no, 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 no. I know what's best for you, Lona. Well, you you really shouldn't buy that. Well, you should buy this other device over here. It's got more functionality. It's basically the same price. And I'm like, I, no. It's almost like you're an anti-salesman. It's like you're trying to convince me not to buy something. I don't understand that. It's like, if you have found something in the market that meets your demand as a consumer, great, awesome. Buy it. <laughs> Yo, Jaffe's in the chat. Good to see you, Jaffe. But to be part of the job as CEO is to read the tea leaves and determine the right investments for innovation. It can't be just throw it against the wall and hope something sticks. But I don't believe they're doing that, Jaffe. Because if if we look at the webcast from earlier this year, their accessory attach rate is really, really good. And the PS Portal has already sold out in Japanese retailers. So and I also don't think this is just throw it at a wall and see if something sticks. It's just an accessory. I feel like this is very different. I do feel like people keep looking at the PS Portal specifically, and they're looking at it through a lens of something that it's not trying to be. It's the same price as a DualSense Edge controller. It's literally a DualSense Edge controller with a screen. It's 200 bucks. It's not central to the life, blood, and the identity of PlayStation. It's not a standalone device. So... If they get two years in and they're like, demand has kind of waned on the portal, we need a stronger device, better device. We need a we want we need one that's more cloud capable. I actually feel like they're gonna turn on cloud for the portal because it remotes into your PS5 and that's what cloud is, remoting into another device and playing on it. So I'm like, this thing's gonna be cloud eventually, right? But skip all that and just think about it. It's just an accessory. So if if they would have pushed out the DualSense Edge and it sold okay or it sold middling and they ran the numbers on it and they said Meh, we're gonna we're gonna lower production of the of the DualSense Edge I I don't think that's a prob I don't think that's a problem I I feel like I'd rather have a company innovating and trying things like the PSVR two I was a VR skeptic and I love that thing and I'm looking at the games coming out I'm like that's great you're you're the first console to bring vr 
like console VR to market. You're the first ones to do it. And you did it. You did a really good job. It's a very good device. VR aficionados have praised it. Like I said, there's that Eurogamer video, like 94 games coming to the PSVR 2. A lot of those games mid-development shifted their development to the PSVR 2 because it can harness the power of the PS5. So they're thinking, we can do a lot more with our game if we can harness the power of a console instead of these standalone devices that are still struggling with power. So I don't see anything... I don't see it hurting me, harming me, or harming the market for PlayStation to be investing into R&D and innovation and new stuff. And if anything doesn't stick, which so far they're doing just fine, DualSense Edge, their headphones, and the PSVR 2, they're doing just fine. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want? Or do you want another controller from Xbox? Like, I'm, I'm being dead serious here. Xbox has a war chest of money. Where's their, where's their tech innovation? Like, where is it? Oh, cloud! Have you read any of Jez Corden's articles about Microsoft's cloud efforts with gaming? They don't have the capacity. Like, where's the innovation from the company with more money? They have more money! Where, like, where is it? I'd seriously, as a consumer, I look at Microsoft and I'm like, this, these guys have less money than you. And they got to, they got, they did VR first. They're, they, they leapfrog you in cloud and cloud gaming. Like what's going on? What are y'all doing over there? I get that there was a raw material shortage that led to problems that seemingly led to them doing like a pivot with the Series S. I don't know if that was something that they did of their own volition. Maybe it was forced on them. I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to get a proper diagnosis of why that happened. But it's like, you have way more money. You have enough money to buy Activision Blizzard. And you're not tech innovating on, on anything. You... I don't know. I I got more stuff in my house and I got more games from PlayStation and their innovation and I got a Series X that's not being utilized by Microsoft and and we're going to act like well PlayStation's just throwing stuff at the wall. What are you, it's what what why are we even thinking in those ways? Like as a consumer, I I've I've spent more and have more on one platform than the other. So it's very easy for me to say, yeah, I think Portal's going to do just fine. I think the PS5 Pro is going to do just fine. They're proving that they know how to navigate these waters. They're innovating and expanding and growing. And the other side's not. The other side is selling less than they did last time. So again... That, to me, when I look at it, and I'm thinking as the consumer, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to get, what I'm going to buy, what I'm going to be confident in, and the choice is real easy. It doesn't even feel like a choice at that point. Eugene says, I'm currently PlayStation only. I got tired of PC gaming a long time ago, and Xbox has been a dumpster fire for me. If I was in a position for a mobile device, I would choose the PS Portal. Why? Because I don't need to buy games for it. Yeah, that's another nice advantage to it. It's like you just play what you already own. You play what you already have. 
<clears throat> What's funny is you think hardware is the type of innovation. What what innovation are you what innovation are you looking for then? What do you think cloud gaming runs on? How are they innovating in VR? You have to own a PS5 to use it. Quest 3, you don't. It's all on there. Okay. How is that a repudiation of innovation? They were the first to bring VR to to a console. They had to innovate. They had to spend money. They had to develop it. And as far as performance goes, Quest 3 doesn't stack up because it's on its own. It's, it's, it's It's native. Oh, and by the way, if you buy one that actually has a decent amount of storage, like let's go pound for pound here, it's after tax is almost $700. So maybe add up what it would cost to get a digital PlayStation 5 and a PSVR 2. What's that going to cost you? Quick, quick math. You see what I'm saying? Like what are we even talking about? Go buy a Quest 3 right now and get comparable storage to a PlayStation 5. And then compare PS5 digital and a PSVR 2. Buy them together. Buy Quest 3. What are you spending? Basically the same amount of money. I was thanking my wife for the the lunch drop off. Like, I am not sitting here trying to sell you on a PlayStation. I'm drawing a comparison. I bought a Quest 3 with the higher storage and it cost me Almost $700 after everything. A digital PS5 in their VR would cost like $1,000. Right, and at that point, you're basically spending about the same amount of money because you're buying into an ecosystem. So it's like, okay, I can spend $700 or I can buy $1,000. Okay, so you're going to save $300 by going with the Quest 3, and it's a weaker device. Do you see what I'm saying? So, track with me. You're spending basically the same amount of money. You're like, well, it's $300 cheaper. Yeah, and it's weaker. So you're basically buying a downgraded VR experience. That tracks. Quest 3 is 500. I'm talking about the one that actually has storage on it. There's the bigger one with more storage. It's $650. Actually, no. A digital... No, a digital PS5... And a VR, a PSVR 2, would be 950 versus I spent 650 Yeah, that's still a $300 difference. It's a $300 difference. At that level of tech adoption, $300, you're thinking, what am I paying for? The PSVR 2 is stronger because it can harness the power of the PS5. The games are going to look better. They're going to be able to do more. New standalone means new library to build. Exactly. I've already got a bunch of games on my PS5. Oh, you already own Gran Turismo 7? No worries. VR update. Oh, you already own No Man's Sky in your PlayStation 5? No worries. PSVR 2 update. Don't you see? Like, there's... That's a great point, Zedric. There's money... It's it's not as simple. Like, I th- people work in, like, almost these false binaries of... Well, this is cheaper, therefore better. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. What are you getting? You're starting all the way over with your library. 
and and you and and you get weaker power. I'm I'm telling you right now. Keep your eyes on the PSVR two. Keep your eyes on it, because it's a VR unit that has a good attach rate to a console that's going to saturate the market incredibly well, and it's more it's stronger than the standalone units that are out there. It's very winsome to developers doesn't use AR, that's that's superfluous to the discussion. VR developers are going to pay attention to that device because it's attached to a console that's doing very well. And then the PSVR Pro might even enable more, we don't know, that could be harnessed. So VR developers are paying attention to that device. They're, they're, at, they're at the top of the wave. The standalone devices are going to be trying to catch up they're going to be trying to catch up. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, that thing is so much stronger than ours. You're not starting your library over. Make sure you don't say that. All your Quest 2 games will automatically work on Quest 3. I'm speaking as myself, Butters. Like, I'm starting over. Not everybody has a Quest 2. Not everybody always has already has a PS5. I'm establishing that, like, it's different for the consumer. Every consumer is different. How about backward compatibility and playing your game anywhere or quick resume? I don't understand why you're bringing those things up. What do those have to do with what we're talking about? Backwards compatibility has come to PlayStation. Now, some of them have to be streamed, and we we, we obviously want to see that change as, as gamers who own some of those. I don't own some of those old games, but if I own some of those old games, I would want that to change. I don't want to have to stream an old game. time is it okay like quick resume like i don't understand like you think quick resume is like is that like a dunk or something on i have both devices series x and playstation 5 and i like them for different reasons but when i look at everything i have and everything i've bought and as far as innovation and new things and branching out into other gaming potential things PlayStation's doing way more with less money. And my Xbox has quick resume and backwards compatible. I can play old games. That's not at all compelling against what I've been talking about. A 20 spot from Dark Horse. We are talking about the console that has been innovating historically uh, has been Microsoft and Xbox. Reason why we have online gaming and achievement system and quick resume is innovation. Xbox has brought gaming forward in many ways. I haven't, I'm not acting like they never have. I was talking about right now. I did not say historically Xbox hasn't innovated. I didn't say that. I said right now, in the context of what we were talking about, we were talking about PlayStation Portal, we were talking about the PSVR 2. I said, they're innovating. They're doing new tech with less money. Like, that was the point that I was making. I was pushing back against Jaffe came in. I don't know if he's still here. Jaffe came in and said that CEOs shouldn't be doing throw everything at the wall and make sure that it's and see if it sticks. And I was pushing back against that notion. I was like, but they're not that the stuff that they've done. This gen has been very successful. The attachments of their accessories have been have, of their accessories has been very good. So I was pushing back against that notion. I don't think that's a fair summary of what PlayStation has been doing this gen. 
Quest 3 doesn't have eye tracking. Yeah, the PSVR 2's eye tracking is nuts. It's so... It's so cool. It really is. I... I don't know. I... And haptic feedback. I everybody wanted to knock haptic feedback. It's a gimmick. It's stupid. I don't know. I, you know, Xbox doesn't think so. They're bringing out a controller with haptics. So I, I don't know. You're gonna have to spin that one, I guess. You know. Hopefully nobody's got receipts on you. Hey, another order of coffee. Thank you so much, Abe. Two bags of dark roast. Appreciate you, Abe. You know. Hopefully nobody has receipts on you saying that. You know, haptic was stupid and haptic was a gimmick, and then, you know, you, uh, and then you're out. If you start cheering for that controller or buying it, you know, we'll see what you say. <laughs> How much is VR2? 550. It's 550. And in the, re- talk to VR guys. If you actually talk to VR guys, they say it is well worth it. Now, yes. It is more expensive to get in than buying a standalone, but you're getting really good performance. That's part of the benefit. You're paying more. Let's just say you want a VR and you're comparing a $550 PSVR 2 to these other devices that are between, you know, five and $600. And you're like, I got to spend an extra 400 if I buy the PSVR 2 because I need to buy at least a digital PS5. Okay. But it's significantly stronger so let's draw an analogy when you're shopping for a PC if you see a PC like a gaming rig for $1500 and you see a gaming rig for $2000 that's $500 more what do you think you're getting for that extra $500 what more power it's stronger (laughs) I just do you see what I mean? It's like as soon as you look at it logically and you compare it to like other realms where you might spend an extra four or five hundred dollars, nobody would bat an eye at that. What do you mean? Well, I don't understand. This one gets me gaming, and this one gets me gaming. Fifteen hundred dollars versus two thousand. It's five hundred dollars more. That seems stupid. And then they show you a benchmark test, and you're like, oh. That's why it's more. Like, nobody would shop for a PC and balk at the idea that you, you, you're you going to pay $500 more. That's ridiculous. Why would you do that? When you're buying a PSVR 2 along with a PS5, that's what you're doing. You're buying a stronger VR. You're buying you're buying a stronger VR unit. You're not just buying like a standalone slap it on your face. Like I'll admit, I love my Pico 4 for that reason. I can like just go into a room, no cables, no nothing, and just play VR games. It's very cool. But it's not it's not it doesn't look nearly as good as the games I played on my PSVR 2. So it's worth buying a PS5 if you're just getting into VR. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But again, I said keep your eye on the PSVR 2. It's it's becoming very attractive to VR developers. Have you looked into the Sony hack? I don't even know if Sony's confirmed it. It's a ransomware company claiming they've got 6,000 files, some Java stuff. Like, I didn't look into or cover the 68 terabyte leak 
of Xbox uh, Microsoft personal stuff I neither story looked that interesting to me I played that one pretty much right down the middle there was a 38 terabyte leak a far bigger leak of personal info from Microsoft that didn't look at that I covered the Xbox leaks with the FTC files because I thought that was more interesting the leak from Sony where they got it's an alleged hack Sony says they're looking into it we've not heard anything nothing's been confirmed I, I found it interesting that people rushed to cover the ransomware claims and they didn't cover the 38 terabyte leak of personal information that happened at Microsoft far bigger leak but then I get grief because I didn't cover the Sony hack it's like what hasn't even been confirmed yet 38 terabytes allegedly 6,000 files and some Java oh uh. (laughs) I don't know what to say anymore I don't want to say anymore like I feel like Jim Ryan could clear his throat in an interview and people were like did you see that did you see how he cleared his throat can you believe it can you believe he cleared his throat and be like, are you going to cover him clear in his throat? I'm like, no, not really. Pony! What? <laughs> what? Like, Phil Spencer could walk on stage and, like, smack a child off the back of the head and knock him down a flight of stairs. And they could be like, I can't believe you're covering this. It was clearly an accident. You're such a pony. But you won't cover Jim Ryan clearing his throat. Like, it's like the compare. It's like, come on. I didn't cover either of them because I just didn't think they were interesting stories. They really weren't. One's alleged, and the other was like 38 terabytes. Like, what am I going to do? Comb through 38 terabytes of like emails and sales reports? I covered the stuff that I thought was interesting from the FTC thing, which was completely separate. There were two things that happened. There were two things that happened. There was the FTC thing where Microsoft leaked their own documents and folks were quick to claim that it was the FTC's fault. That that was hilarious. It was Microsoft. They did it. (laughs) And then there was a separate thing, a 38 terabyte leak, and I didn't cover that. I don't, I don't cover literally everything that happens. I'm, 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 I'm one man. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into PC VR, like that's where I think people get lost in the fray of it. If we're, if, you know, if, we're kind of, if we want to bring it a little bit back to the VR discussion, if you want to get into PC VR, you're talking minimum minimum $1,500 you're going to need to at least buy like a $1,000 rig I would imagine you need to at least shell out about $1,000 for a gaming rig you would probably want to bump that up to about $1,500 so then you buy the VR unit and most of those are going to be around $500 so like very very top if you're going to do like PC VR you're talking about $2,000 and there's a lot less quality control there's a lot less quality control on PC VR games. There's a lot of... Butters will tell you there's a lot of crap in there. Okay? You want to do it with the with the PlayStation, you're talking about like 950 bucks After taxes, maybe you buy a game or two, you're talking about $1,000. Okay, so it's going down in tier, you see? 
if you just want standalone device you're talking 500 300 bucks so it's like it just goes up there's a spectrum of price and it's so weird to me that people want to single out sony and be like it's just look at the price it's unbelievable it's like the 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 spectrum of vr and power and performance it's incredibly reasonable standalone devices that aren't that strong 300 then maybe a 500 oh you want to you want a vr2 and a a playstation okay that's about 950 about a thousand oh you want to get into pc vr that's probably going to be about 1500 to 2000 dollars up 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 it keeps going up Two thousand minimum. You want tip top four thousand to forty five hundred, right? It doesn't make any sense to single out the PSVR two. Or the portal. So all of this is related. All this is related. As far as I can tell, Jim Ryan's going out on a high note. Dude's going out on a high note. And the guys before him all made it five years. Five years, five years. There was a two-year interim guy. And then Jim Ryan makes it five years. That's a, It's a pattern. It's it's probably a very hard job. It's probably a very demanding job. And this guy did, in, I think he did very impressive work and got very good results in light of what happened in 2020 and 2021. On paper, he, he did his job. He's not getting walked out the door. And I think we're probably going to see a successor, maybe even named before his retirement. And I think it's Herman Holst, but other people have said, I think rather convincingly that Herman Holst is more of a tech guy. So it may be Lin Tao or what was the guy's name? Eric Lempel that are, they're closer to him and they would be more of like an immediate, like step up. They would be more of like just an immediate step up. They're already kind of in his in his circle, in his circumference, in his proximity. And, you know. We'll see. Jim, as far as I can tell, he's going on a high note. He's going on a high note. Now, listen, this is what we're going to do. Ordinarily, I would have already been doing a show with Mike. I'm not doing a show with Mike today. I'm just going to go hang out with members for a while. I might play some games or something. We might, you know, who knows what we're going to do. I'm going to eat and play some games and members don't forget that tonight I'll be hanging out with uh, Madam my wife and I'll be doing a stream tonight 8pm Eastern we'll play some games we usually just talk and hang out with you guys for a couple of hours usually people kind of want to debrief on the week and just talk about everything that's been going on and you can get her perspective on stuff so if you're not a member you can become a member for 5 bucks and that's extra content I do a live show sometimes multiple live shows a day I do uploads that's all totally free and available and then I do extra stuff beyond that uh, extra additive content so right now I owe you guys 5 members every 25 I gift 5 we're 14 away from 50 and I'm going to gift those in just a moment here if you guys want to make a final little push here before we go to members you can do that I'm going to schedule the members only stream yes and we will be doing a VIP unfiltered VIP stream I do that with Creature my producer we do that at the end of Friday as well so we'll do that that's not that's not what we're doing right now though we're going to get ready to go hang out with members and then members if you want to upgrade to VIP you can every day we also do the writers room but that's not a VIP thing that's PS uh, that's PS plus that's member plus and above uh, boot up some foam stars. Oh, that's right. The beta started today, didn't it? I wonder what people. Uh, I wonder what people are thinking. Hey, 
let's do reuse settings here um yo cristiano souza with a gifted member thank you so much just hanging out just hanging out let me bump bump the count thank you so much cristiano you the best uh let me change the thumbnail <laughs> yo dark horse upgrading to vip thanks for doing that we got writer's room is this the one just hang out on friday yeah this is- we've got a couple thumbnails that look similar and i couldn't see i couldn't read the text yo stone spire gifts a member thank you so much EK Baker gifts a, a member. Thank you so, so much. That's going to take us to 39. Next one's a layup. There it is. Lone Wolf. Thank you so much. Lone Wolf lays it up. What an easy score that was. Rounds it out. 40. Hang on. I'm still scheduling this. I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to look at chat and say thank you to you guys. Uh, that's at any duration. Okay. Set it for that. And done. Sony's competing with themselves now. How so? What do you mean? Focus on your live stream and let YouTube insert ads for you. No. That pop-up, that's every time we schedule a stream. It's like, do you want us to put the ads in for you? I'm like, no. Please no. I do go back and add them to the VODs, though. I don't do it in the live environment. But if you watch on the VODs, we do um, we do ads then. But that doesn't disrupt the video because... Well, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. you don't miss anything because it just pauses the video. K.Cole gifts one. Thank you so much. Earthbound, thanks for jumping back in as a member. You guys are pushing for that 50. Uh, hang on a second. Let's go. If you want to, uh, if you want to avoid our annoying blips, run our ads. <laughs> if, no, they don't. Google doesn't say that. Okay, your call. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do on it, creature. I honestly don't know. Okay. All right. Let me give you guys a link. I got to set up redirect.
I'll have money now to sub instead of getting gifted. I appreciate that. DK Beggar gifts another one. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Taking it to 42. I'm going to give you guys a link because sometimes redirect doesn't work. Uh, let me make sure the redirect saved. Okay, it did. And this can't... It has the stream set to auto start. Why? Hang on a second. I have to, I have to change this. This is wrong. I can't auto start a second stream when I'm already streaming. It won't let me. There we go. And it like grays it out. There we go. Okay, now it's working. It's because I typically do members only debriefs um, from a dead stop. That's why. We're usually coming from a premiere. It just incorporate it just saved those settings. The same initial uh, initial reaction to Foam Stars was dismissive, but I've heard it's actually fun. Yeah, I've heard good things too. Okay, this. Uh, I gotta refresh again. It's not letting me go live. Give me one second. I don't know what it's doing. Like the button's grayed out. There it goes. It like was grayed out. It like wouldn't let me do it. Okay. You guys realize unit sold doesn't equal profit margins, especially when you sell at a loss. I'm not sure what you're talking about. All right, let me gift the five that I owe. One second. It's spinning. Sorry about the dead air. It's just I'm having to do a lot. Usually we just go right to a premiere. We don't we don't typically have to do what I'm doing right now. Okay. All right, there's the five that I owe. K.Cole says, I'm creeping up on 12 months. Thank you so much for 11 months, K.Cole. Congrats to Robert Lawrence, Realm Rex, Zach Walton, Lisa, and Kenneth. Those are all names I recognize. Oh, I need the link. Hang on. All right, that link in chat is where we are going. Uh, if you're currently not a member, you can become one for five bucks. Uh, but the more you hang out, you might get a gifted. I know not everybody can afford a membership, and we have really generous people here. And the more often you hang out and watch, it actually does membership based on loyalty to the channel. So if you enjoyed today's stream, do me a favor and smash that like button. Here at the tail end, we could easily get 400 likes. That We only need like 30 people to do it. So if you've been enjoying the channel if you've been enjoying the discussion make sure you're subscribed make sure you smash like consider supporting the channel with the membership again if you can't do a membership you can keep hanging out and you might get a gifted thank you so much groovatron for jumping back in on a member plus we're about to go to just like a members hangout and then there is a member stream tonight uh as well with uh we do a friday night stream with my wife so here we go Hey, thanks so much for being a member. Going to be a little bit of a different member stream. We typically do two streams on Friday. I stream with my friend 30 and so gaming. He was not available, so I didn't have time to put together an extra video upload or live stream. So we're just going to kind of hang out with members. So thank you so much for being a member. 
don't forget you can upgrade to member plus and that will get you into the writer's room every day we do an extra segment now a whole new extra segment where we plan the next day we write out the the show and everything that we're going to be doing and that's six dollars instead of five it's only a dollar more but it helps you jump out of that i'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over